Hey everyone, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Withrow and I'm joined by my best man, Nick Dostal. How you doing there, William Costigan? I'm excited to be here. <laughs> We're doing this a little different, actually, because I don't think either of us knew if we could pull off a full commentary for a movie, but we actually just did, and we just recorded a commentary for Martin Scorsese's The Departed, which won Best Picture in 2006, and we're going to do a quick introduction here of why we wanted to do this commentary, and we will give you a very clear, direct signal of when to hit play with us if you actually want to watch along with us, but here we are, first commentary. We've been talking about this from the beginning, and then it was weird that we didn't even mention it really like on an episode or anything, but then fans started asking for them. It's great. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, due to our mailbag episode, like hearing all these questions, like there's clearly some interest in us branching out and doing yeah. some newer things. So that's what this is, even though this was in the mix in conversation since day one and trying to figure out which movie we were going to start with, because we we feel that we're going to keep doing these commentaries and they're going to change. Like there's going to be some that we're really going to dive into and talk a little bit more filmmaking wise, mm -hmm. more a little bit more serious. but. We wanted to start with something that was going to be a little bit more fun and yes. a movie that everyone knows and everyone can kind of have fun with. And there really isn't a better pick than The Departed. Yeah, you threw that out. I, I mean, it really wasn't a long conversation because I was stumped. I'm like, what do we pick? And then you threw this one out. And one of the reasons is, I mean, we get into this in the commentary. Like, I love this movie. I, I think it's immensely entertaining, very you know, amusingly acted and written, but it is not a perfect film. It has gaps, massive gaps in logic uh, uh, to what you could define them as plot holes. I, I don't know. We get into all of it. And that's why I thought it'd be a good one to start with, because while we, we love Marty, we love oh, yeah. every actor and actress in this movie, but it doesn't mean that it's a universally perfect film. It's not Raging Bull, Goodfellas, you know, it's it's just that's what kind of made it fun. And I hope people listen to this you know in jest like we are always coming from a place of love but you know it's not a perfect movie it has some it has some gaps and some holes and we had some fun pointing those out i felt like <laughs> i had a breakup with this movie and yeah. that's kind of what yeah. this was was and and now we're coming back to it so you'll hear all about it in the episode but yes of course like we love the movie but but that's part of the fun that's part of the fun of this episode and talking about the movie in that way so that was a lot of fun. We did it in one straight shot. We didn't know how it was going to go, but two and a half hours straight. I think we only referenced notes once. I only messed up badly once, and then I catch myself in terms of like calling the movie out on plot and stuff. But w the way we're going to do this is I'm going to do one, two, three, and then you'll hear a little beep. And as soon as you hear that beep, that is when we pressed play. And we watched this. I bought it on Apple TV, and we watched it that way. But this movie's usually available on one or major streaming service or I mean, a lot of people own this, too, because this was like in the era of the hype DVD when they actually put great special features on DVDs, which we talk about in the episode. But yeah, that's it from us. We just really hope you all enjoy it. <laughs> and of course, we want to know what other movies do you think we should talk about to do this for? Because it it was fun. But, you know, we did a lot of research on this. Like it wasn't I was nervous to do this one. I don't get nor nervous to record episodes, but I was nervous. And I'm so glad it just worked. I, I hope it worked. <laughs> I didn't mess up once. Oh, yeah, you did. You kept asking me questions over and over and nah, I kept having answers for you. That doesn't yes. sound like something I would I, do. OK, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, everyone with that noted, get into it. Anything else to say to send them on their way? <laughs> yeah. Overtime. Overtime. It's working. Overtime. OK, so 
I'm going to count down and then you're going to hear a beep. And I essentially, we will hit play directly when that beep starts. Hit play on whatever device you have. So here is Martin Scorsese's The Departed, presented by What Are You Watching? In three, two, one. All right, here we go. First commentary. First What Are You Watching? commentary. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Warner Brothers here popping up. How do you feel? I'm excited to be yeah, here. I knew you're gonna. <laughs> I knew you're gonna hit me with it. Uh, no, this is so cool. This is this has been something that we've talked about since day one. We really have. And now that it's actually here, I mean, you guys are with us along the whole entire way. So this is a this is a first, and we're gonna see how this goes. I know this is. We are. Um, we're doing this in real time, but we have an interesting setup here. But I mean, obviously, by the title of the podcast i assume people understand that we're doing martin scorsese's the departed i teased that it was our first commentary was going to be a movie that won best picture which this did in 2006 this is a very very popular movie and one of the things that's so interesting about it which we're going to get to all this is how the more you watch it the more you may you know investigate it a little harsher and some of us both of us included have had interesting relationships with this where we've come back around or we've just we've investigated a, a little further and had some issues arise which we're going to get to i don't want to get to it right away but that's why we picked it apart because we both like it i think i can speak for you in saying that we both really admire and like this movie but this is not a perfect film apparently not <laughs> apparently not it's a great rewatchable movie though but it's not like it's certainly not perfect case in point right here had to go in use the n-word right away didn't you like why it just that's the shit that doesn't age well and it's like ah oh, man i hate that but all right let's let's get to the actual content of the movie here well, we got give me shelter give me oh yeah Classic a first marty. For, a first for, for marty uh goodfellas definitely used it and used it well casino used it and used it well uh when hasn't he used it well i mean he <laughs> he's got to be up to like three or four at this point and i don't know it's just kind of funny so uh by way of introduction for all this, like we're definitely going to be throwing some shots, you know, th some darts at the movie, but also giving love to it because there is a lot to praise about it because it's kind of goofy and fun. And I got to say, the casting for this kid is impeccable because oh, he it. looks exactly like a young Matt Damon. Have you ever thought that maybe this could be the woman he's like dating now? I, I know her name's Carmen. I don't think that's her name, but I remember thinking that. You know, the one oh, he's like always yeah. throwing the phone back and forth to. She kind of had, I mean, we don't hear Carmen really talk. And I think he calls her something different, but I always kind of like that. Because this is the same diner where Leo's going to break that, yep. break his hand on the guy's face and everything. Yeah. I love how this is shot, how it's lit. Be um, you know, you can't really see Jack's face that much. I really like that in, the, in this intro scene. And, you know... We're moving. We're, we're finding our pace. People are finding our pace. We're moving pretty quickly. We're not going to like narrate the whole movie here. But one of the things that's really strong about this movie, I, I would argue the strongest aspect is the way it is edited and the way it is assembled and it's constant propulsion. Like this movie doesn't really have any lags. It's always it's like a fucking train just barreling toward that, you know, controversial ending. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll even love that, like the little the just jump like, cut. Yeah, there's no yeah. reason for it. Not. But she does that all the time. Thelma Schoonmaker, here to refer to as Thelma, I think, for the rest of the pod yeah. to make it easy for us. But yeah, she's an absolute genius. You see that cutting style, just commit to it and keep going. You know, Gimme Shelter faded out. Now it's back on. It's like, it's crazy. 
But I think the real savior of this movie is in the editing too. But I just love the way this whole thing is cut together. Well, especially when you hear and you find out later to the fact that like this movie was kind of a bit of a mess while filming. Yes, yes. And that no one really knew what they were doing. Not what they were doing, but like what was actually happening. Like, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, what is this that we're actually creating here? Right. It was all found in the edit. The so sp- Thelma, yes. pretty much what we see, what won the Academy Award for Best Picture, is all because of Thelma. Completely agree with that. She has alluded to that in interviews a little bit, but... You like the scene? <laughs> well, Matt Damon <laughs> yeah, yeah, talks about this right. scene, and Jack basically improvised this whole, she fell funny. And then I, there was another line, like, I, he think, kept I, wanna, going. I think I want to fuck her again, yeah. which I, is a good, I'm glad they cut that out, because that's like a little, you know, it's a bit much, but he, yeah, he, that's, his, that's his thing. Like, if you keep the camera rolling, I'll just keep adding on yep. and giving you more and more. Jack lines. <laughs> yep. And he wanted um, French to be there. He was because originally that scene was just supposed to be Jack. Oh, that's cool. And then he was like, no, let me get French in here so I can talk to him about Mm -hmm. it. And so they just brought him in on that day. And then we get that scene. That's a great cut, too, from young Colin. Oh, so good. They even have the same eyebrow Oh, yeah. Right there. So close. That's great. And then we're going to call back to that immediately when we get the Leo jump like right in there. All right. Now I got to start with this. Go for it. Because when I rewatch this. This is where I started to have a little bit of a continuity issue Already, that I'm not Jesus. exactly sure if holds up. So we're going to find out in real time. And if I'm wrong about this, then ah, fuck me, I guess. But so as we're watching the Matt Damon character have his buildup. Yeah, he's two, doing well in training. Yep. Yeah. And then we're going to mirror it with Leo's. Yes. I do not think they're happening concurrently, though. I, I don't I think, think that they yeah. are either. But I also think that when we get that cross... Right there. Now we're at Leo. Well, now, now we're, we're at Leo. Leo. Yeah. So we're learning about both of these guys. And then when they're both in the office, Matt Damon comes out of the office and we have that overhead pan shot mm-hmm. and we see Leo. Yeah. First time they're on screen. And it's, that's the big yeah. idea. It's right. It's like, okay, we're seeing these two characters sharing the same camera space right. until all the way at the end of the movie. But... If this is all happening at the, not the same time, but the idea that both of that is happening in the same day when they're in mm-hmm. the office, I just don't think that adds up. Well, yeah, I think the, to me, the insinuation is that, you know, Damon's, you're a worker, you rise fast. And that's obviously because he, Jack is like helping him, you know, solve crimes probably, or, you know, I saw, I saw her a dead guy. Like he, you know, tells him who murders the guy from Providence. So that's why he's rising. So to me, I don't think they're like at the same rank. Yeah. When they go into that office, I, I think Damon is like a, has already graduated to a higher rank and is therefore getting this really cushy, awesome assignment within the department. Whereas Leo's getting this like the worst job in the department because yeah. he can't fucking tell anybody it. it's, but yeah, I, I think that is a valid point. It, it, if anything, it's confusing a little bit. Like, when is this happening? How is one graduating kind of so quickly? I don't know. Yeah, it's certainly not the biggest flaw of the movie, but it is one that's a little tricky. All right, what do you think's in this box? What do you think he gave him? Gun, Rolex? I kind of go with Rolex. I have no idea. I also... F- I'm going to bite my tongue here. It kind of looks like a watch box. It's, I don't think it's a gun. It's a cell phone because this movie wouldn't work without cell, cell phones. phones. Yeah. <laughs> now, now this is where 
I guess I can get into the fact that I had seen Infernal Affairs once. I did rewatch it for this, but I've not committed that film to memory. I actually believe in this scene. It is a watch. I think they show that it's a watch. I don't remember. But there's not going to be too many Infernal Affairs comparisons on this because, again, I don't have like a working good memory of it. See, and this makes sense. Yeah, he's like, getting bigger assignments, yep. and then DiCaprio's still in training. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is what Matt Damon's currently doing. Mm-hmm. Leo's still in the academy, and now... This is all, all Thelma right here. Yes. Look at that. Oh, oh that's so I old love school. that yeah, so noir. much. Oh, my God. It's so good. But that's it Thelma. That's something up. you come up with in editing. And Look how crazy this fucking camera shot is for like just him walking into a building. Uh. And it's a mole. He's a mole going yep. Into, yep. The, into the building. Very, very deliberate, yet it works. There he is. Well, here we have Mark Wahlberg, the only performer nominated for an Oscar for his performance. He's in he's in the film for about nine minutes, nine whopping minutes. <laughs> and he's so memorable and so good that he leaves the movie for what, like 30, 45 minutes. And then he comes back right at the end. And you're like, oh, wow, he that's. Oh, so, yeah, here's what you're talking about. I love that Damon, like to me, doesn't even notice him. Thanks. I, huh? Yeah, I love his. uh Half the time, he's, in my opinion, fighting back this uh, pretty blatant, repressed homosexuality. And then the other half, he's this, you know, kind of Kyle asshole, a Chad douchebag who's, hey, hun, or, hi, or when he whistles at Darlene when she walks by, all that shit. And if you track, I picked this up even the first time I saw oh, it, like yeah. the homosexual undertones for yeah. Damon's character. Yeah. But if you really track all of that for him for this whole entire movie... It is so it, blatant. It adds up. It, it, he, it had to have been a choice in had the back of his been. head that I am repressing a lot. But <laughs> fucking Wahlberg. <laughs> He's just so going for it. And it's, oh, man. I mean, it's, even with the accent, like he turns it on. And, you know, he's from Boston. Him and Damon are from Boston. So they mm-hmm. know how to dial it in in a way that is authentic. Whereas, I don't know how much we want to get into this, but, you know, Leo... He was doing the accent here, but it just it just fades. <laughs> it goes away I, by the end, and it's you're like, oh well, you know, he tried. I'm just gonna say it right <laughs> Go now. Go for it, do it. I love Leo with all my oh, heart. Same. He is like, I, like one of the few that really, really inspired me to become an actor. Some of his accent work in his career is a little spotty. Oh sure, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, God, this is a whole other topic because he got he did not get nominated for this got nominated for the blood diamond for best which, actor which very I do disagree bad with oh that's a, well there's actually this will make you like him more it's my understanding that he did it did not no one none of the guys and the departed were going to vie for best actor mm-hmm. they all were like just make us supporting we, we want we want to be like on the same playing field and he was like i don't want to campaign for actor against my friends in this movie i don't want to do it so then the studio same studio behind the departed and the blood diamond they're like all right well fuck it we're going to push him for blood diamond which is a vastly inferior film and vastly inferior performance yeah with a terrible south african accent but he tried he did yeah i mean <laughs> you know the next scorsese movie after this is shutter island in which mm-hmm. If there's one thing Leo's given criticism for for The Departed, it was the accent, how it just dips in and out. And Shutter Island, he's, he's like quadrupling down with it, and it's so much more intense and so much more like nasally embossed. And then still, by the end of that movie, it's just gone. It's, it's, it's totally gone. And, and if we're really going to keep poo-pooing on him, like Gangs of New York, I, that's, oh, yeah, that, well. one's, that one's kind of rough, too. It's in and out. It doesn't really work, but I love Leo so much. And one of the coolest things at the time when this movie came out was no one had seen Leo like this. So this is a, a topic of conversation I've wanted to bring up is 
this is a two-parter like what if we were talking about our top three leos Mm -hmm. performances maybe this isn't it maybe this isn't but when i saw this in october 2006 this was the best leo performance i had ever seen in real time in 2006 i think he has done better performances since wolf of wall street maybe revolutionary road maybe the revenant but at the time i was like oh this is who i I think he's been trying to be the whole time because i had issues with gangs in new york I liked him in The Aviator, but not a perfect movie, not a perfect perfect performance to me. This is where I was like, oh, fuck, he can go really hard. Well, I think I can sum it up. This is the first role where he's really a man. Yeah. Well, this yeah, is, that's fair. No, that's fair. I've heard that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Every other performance he's had, you know, even with The Aviator, like, well, he he's was still like still a scared boy. Very boyish. Get stuck in his... Catch <laughs> Me If You Can right before oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Like, that's all being a boy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, his younger work, I still think some of his best work is The Basketball Diaries. Um... And that's when he was very, very young. Very young, 95. Yeah. But this was the first movie where, you know, he had filled out. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you could see in his face, like, there's just, like, a little bit of age there yeah. now. Yeah. I remember even when we were about to see it, when we cut to the, uh, you know, shipping out to Boston. The prison when he's Montage, in jail. Where he's yeah. doing the tricep dips. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Leo. He's, he's doing like, man, yeah. here he is. <laughs> he is not Leo. He is Leonardo. I do want to get back. I mean, you know, we're... We're going to have to just kind of double back sometimes. The, I've always loved the pictures they chose for Jack and his mugshot when they have him up on the screen there. His eyes kind of a little lazy, just looks genuine, like a genuine psychopath. Yep. It's great. And if we are also kind of shitting on accents, we have to shit on Jack because oh God. Oh, he, Jesus. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Jack is an absolute marvel in this movie. He is so much fun to watch. You can't take your eyes off of him, but he doesn't care. He he does not care about that accent. He he chooses certain words where he's going to put a little Boston, you know, flair on it. But other than that, he's just going right back to Jack. Talk. Oh God, it's totally true. Yeah, his he has a lot of fun with his vowels sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. In the mosh, yeah, in the mosh. Like, I mean, he really just lays it on thick. But there's we can get to Jack at some point. I mean, we're going to have to. But there is you know a lot about this performance. There's a lot of Jack in this performance, and it's his what second to last, third to last movie. Oh. Did this and like the bucket list. And then, and then how do we know? How, how do, do we you know? know? That's a yeah, that was terrible his, that was his movie. swan song. Yeah. Accents. Martin Sheen. We love Martin Sheen, but, you know, laying it on thick. We got a little preview of Alec Baldwin earlier, laying it on thick. It's just, I just love it that someone may even make the argument, like, does Boston, like, not have transplants? Because, you know, Vera... Farminga is another one where it's mm-hmm. just dipping in and out dipping a lot. And, and I promise we're not going to, uh, you know, keep, keep focused on this. We're just getting it out of our system now. But pretty much everyone I know, a lot of actors I've met say that Boston is the hardest accent to do because it's just, I don't know. So I get it. But that's why Damon and Wahlberg are the only two that were not I mean, really at, at the mercy of this conversation. Exactly. <laughs> because they, they were like, for our entire fucking careers, everyone's been telling us to get rid of our accents. Now these big roles yep. that we get like Goodwill Hunting, you know, this, there's these Boston set movies. Same with Affleck, you know, the town. It's like once he turns on that accent, he knows how to, they all know how to do it so specifically that it really works. You mentioned Basketball Diaries. It's kind of fun to see Leo and Mark Wahlberg back yeah. on screen together because yep. they were in that. Really this good is, friends, too. Yeah. This is all really well done. I love the way he talks to this guy. Am I an asshole? You know? Uncle Edward. Yeah. It's just a great line. You know, when my mother dies, we have no connection anymore. It's like, God. Oh, man, he's so good. Keep in mind, we haven't even seen the opening credits yet. So we're just cruising along, setting, planting these seeds. It's all going. It's all going. I believe in Infernal Affairs by this point, like by the... 
it may even be before the 10 minute mark that the cop has already been undercover for a decade. <laughs> so it's, oh, wow. it's a way more time covered. Cause in this, like halfway through the movie, Leo's like, can't I've been, it's been a year of this shit already. I can't yeah. keep doing it. Fertile affairs, way more time passes immediately. Like what's well, more like Delahunt who has been in it for like, cause it seems like he's been in it for like, and that's a long man, time. I don't see. And that's so interesting. Like, is he really a cop? Because it, that's so, that's such an interesting thing because, like, I don't think an undercover is going to let a police captain get thrown off a fucking roof, a building. I think he's going to, like, pull his badge or do something. That, what is a bridge too far, then? When do you reveal that you're undercover? When you're it, about to die. When he's about to die? Yeah, but when he's like, about to die. I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to want... Uh, well, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but... I don't know. Maybe he even works for a different agency. He might work for Boston PD, and these are like stadies. You like this part? Well, I was going to say, here's a great example of like the homosexual undertones because, you know, he kind of is a little bit alluding to the fact, are you alone? Are you a little bit of this? And look how offended Damon is. Like, look at that look. A cosigner. Yeah. Like, he knows what he was trying to say, or at least he took it that way. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it doesn't do anything for the plot. But it's a character choice, and it's something that I love. I the more I see this movie, the more that Damon stands out for me. I he's think great. He's in just it. so he's, good. Yeah, and not as flashy of a role. More of like just a whiny little bitch boy, but playing it to perfection. But I don't. I think because he's not as flashy, he may have not been recognized at the time. But yeah, he's great. God, it's just, and then I love how by the end of this, you know, montage, this long scene, he's just committed to it. He's like, yeah, what do I have to do? One thing I've always, you know, this is always fun. How much? Uh, yeah. How much is it? I looked it up online. A lot of people were guessing 50, like maybe 50,000. That's I, it. But like he's, he is getting paid. He, he does have a salary and that's a tax free bonus. So that means that's 50 golden. But is that yearly like if he's getting 50k just dropped into his checking account a year and a like a shitty undercover cop salary whatever that is 50,000 to go to jail not not just to go to fucking jail to go to jail and then be undercover for like the rest of your life that's yeah, like the, he's enough, only in jail man. for like a couple weeks How much, i agree what it's would not, your number be well i like to think that i have a little bit more going for me than this fucking guy like he has nothing <laughs> going for him in his life but i mean i i would hope i wouldn't need yes. to be this desperate in a situation i i don't know if we're talking annually I'd, i'm not doing this undercover oh. shit oh that's perfect it's just perfect music kicks up i'm not doing this undercover gig for less than what 100k a year tax-free but the boston police department doesn't have 100k tax-free to sit around for its ucs i don't know these pans are so he's good, doing his man. triceps wrong. it's iconic Tell us about there they are he's got to be he should have his hands turned. he should have his hands yeah. he's gonna hurt he's himself gonna, yeah i pulled my fucking tricep <laughs> in that way who wants to know? I love that. <laughs> he just insults his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the camera's always moving in the same direction. Or just, man, look at that whip down. And here's, you know, pretty much the theme of the movie. Dropkick Murphy's shipping up to Boston. Something's going to come back a lot. Used so well. And here's a perfect needle drop. Yep. There it is. So good. Nothing says South Boston like a woman with an oxygen take. 
yeah. I smoke. Uh, Love that. With Thelma is so great is like she she doesn't she she does not suffer fools when it comes to like quick sudden edit cuts. No, not whether at all. in sound or the actual visual cut. Yeah. She loves to just boom. boom. One of my favorite things she does, we'll see this a few times, is when you kind of start it's something like in a and it, she'll cut to like a medium medium shot of something and then maybe like not even a second goes by and then you're closer, 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 and she'll go boom, boom, boom. Hitchcock did that too, but yeah, I mean, she just really commits not only to the tone of the movie, because a lot of Scorsese's movies do have their own tone, their own pacing, but then what can I bring to each individual sequence to like elevate it? Mm-hmm. And no one gets from scene to scene, no one transitions scenes better than she does. She just moves it. That's why this movie moves so damn well. All right, you think it's time I get into my, my spiel about this? Yeah, I mean, we're I'm I'm timing you, so there, this doesn't have to go, you know, don't do it on and on and on, but yeah, give it to us clean, give it to us straight. So I saw this good movie time, isn't in October 2006. This movie was life-changing for me. Like, I thought I was watching a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was a beginning actor. It was everything I could have wanted. I saw this movie like eight times in theaters. Fuck yeah, man. I loved it. I got to say, I'm surprised these criticisms didn't start before viewing eight, though. But I know, anyway, I know. Right. That's, I mean, that's kind of shows that where I was at. But yeah. I loved it. And then, like. Nah, a Nas song in a Scorsese movie, just, I had to cut you off. Yeah, just yeah, to be yeah. Like, I cannot believe they did that. And he also says two eight balls an hour. Like, dude, be dead if he was blowing <laughs> two eight balls an hour. Uh, continue, please. So like 10 years goes by before I even watched The Departed again. I think I was at your place. Yeah, we were filming I'm Alive. Yeah. But I was, because we were like filming, I was sort of like not really paying attention to it. Sure, sure. But I'm watching, I'm like, what is this? This movie is like, I don't know, it's not as good as I remember it being, but (laughs) I don't know, I gotta gotta go prepare. Then about a year ago, I put on The Departed. I was like, yes, let's watch it. Let's watch it. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, why? This is, and then I go to you, is this movie like not very good? <laughs> yes. Like, but not, and not, when I say that, I don't mean it's not a good movie. I mean, but the way that I, I was holding it to like the Godfather sure, level of sure. being a masterpiece. Yeah, a lot of people do. And I am now, as I watch it, I'm like, I don't know my relationship to it anymore because I'm like, it's not as good. And so now watching this, it's a very interesting way of watching this now. So, what was like, what's the biggest thing? that started changing in your mind of like, I think I'm having issues with this. Well, things just don't add up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I the, would the argue, logic of everything yeah, is I would not argue really the there. biggest logical gap is that at no point Jack and Damon don't sit down and just write out the few guys in Jack's crew and go, okay, let's spend one day examining. Is it French? Well, I know that dude just helped me fucking kill like four people. So probably not an undercover cop. Is it blank? Is it blank? Is it blank? It does not take long to get to Leo, mm-hmm. especially after the, the microprocesses scene. Because it's, it's clearly established that the mole is there. It's one of the, and there's only like four fucking guys yeah. now on Jack's crew. That's when I was like, like, I get it could be a little harder to find Damon. There's way more cops in that office. It could be harder to weed that out. But it is not difficult. Number one, just to investigate leo a little further then when you add in used to be a cop that's public information used yeah, to be cop. yeah ask acting like a fucking bastard. Well, that's what it is the entire time it, but i think that had to be a choice though oh no it was very deliberate choice from him but i just it you're, it, you're stretching credibility yes to like 
Ray Winstone, Jack Nicholson, no one really goes. It is this just not really, really fucking obvious here that it's this guy? Because it's so it just it's very, very obvious. <laughs> it, well, especially because it's not obvious for Damon. Like Damon plays it very, very cleverly. That's and very true. Sneaky. The, yeah. Where Leo is having a mental breakdown every time they go and do something. That's true. But he is your window for the audience. Yeah. The audience is feeling what Leo is expressing. Right. Right. But if you are one of the henchmen for you know Jack, you're like, yeah, there's a there's a there's a mole in our group. Well, about the guy that's freaking out every goddamn time we go out and do something. Right. (laughs) And he's the newest member. And all of our issues started when this new member started. Like, I just, how is this? Why and how can't we figure this out is usually the biggest, I think, criticism of the film. So it, but like, what else? Well, I guess as we go, tell us what doesn't like add up for you. I mean, you kind of went into it when they were training that was something that yeah and that you. and that wasn't as bad as i thought mark i Wahlberg's think i might be taking a little too real literally life. sorry that's mark Wahlberg's real brother in real life oh is it not really? donnie but yeah he's one of them they look alike his older brother anyway yeah so it was when they're training that's an issue but it it gets like it definitely gets dicey and things toward the end and decisions are made like the way that fear farminga receives the audio and plays it it's like to does this woman have a working knowledge of who Frank Costello is? Like when she listens to that, does she know who Damon's talking to? But yeah, as we go, tell us more and more things you have issues with. I shall. I oh, fucking love will. this CD. Owns this seed. Wahlberg does. Dickhead. <laughs> I just pause. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, does, yeah, and, and then he's going to go out and solve it yep. with Jack's help. That's exactly like that's how he's the fucking. It's a great scene when I love when uh, Wahlberg stands up to Damon, and he's like, "When you would turn on a promotion, let me know." You yeah. know, I love that. There's challenging each other. Maybe fuck you, suck. That's <laughs> great, like. <laughs> this is a great delivery from you. Yeah. I love that they include the laughs in the back of the room. That's just so smart. Dude, they're, they're, the chemistry that, that that Alec Baldwin has with almost everyone he works with in this movie is just like, he's, oh, just, yeah. he's on fire. Oh, yeah. He's really, I mean, just having the time of his life. And he had a brief role in The Aviator, so it's not his first time working with Marty, so it's just good to see him, you know. Oh, God, I love this. But listen to like, yeah, even when he's now in Southie, he turns his accent on more you know yep. now it's like more nasally i love that we kind of talk about the genesis of the movie the origins a little bit the script was optioned by brad pitt and his company yep. plan b with the intention of brad pitt playing the matt damon role that's so right it's going to be brad and leo with brad producing i don't even think scorsese was on born yet and then for there's you know any number of reasons that Brad had to fall out. But I mean, he was definitely responsible for like, yeah, Damon, I think will be great for this and kind of pass the baton off in that way, which I think is great. Fun to think about circa 2006 Pitt playing that role, you know? Absolutely. And I also really love the story that of how Leo had to get Jack to do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like Jack didn't want it. No, no, he's not interested in it. And so Leo basically flew to Jack's house. Yeah. And had like a whole entire lunch where his whole intention was to like to get Jack to get on board with this movie. And he did. Yeah. I mean, it worked. Like, send Leo. 
I want to pause real quick. I wrote about, I used to do this column on my blog called My Favorite Scene. And I said this was my favorite scene in the movie because I was, you know, I'd be <laughs> cute and I wouldn't do like the most popular scene. But this is, this to me is evidence why William Monaghan's script won the screenplay, the Oscar for best screenplay, because I think their interaction, their tit for tat here, yep. it kind of feels like Tracy Hepburn, like it just boom, 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 boom. And it you is. know, the 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 added tension of having to keep the door open then he like look keeps the looking cut back yeah he to the elevator this that, that, like, <laughs> looking back, like, sorry sorry one sec and you, you know you know we've all like kind of met guys who are just that arrogant enough to do it but she plays it well oh i just yeah i love that interaction one final ask. if i if i was in the elevator right now and he was and i was seeing a guy do this yeah i'd start cracking up i know i'd be like oh good good job bud good job i'd be like yo man you made us all late but that was good stuff yeah <laughs> That, so that's directly from Infernal Affairs. I remember that, the answering of the phone, dad, hi, dad. Phones are very big in Infernal Affairs, and it was a few years before it departed, so cell phones were even, like, you know, not as popular. And shout out to T9, because that's oh, the, It's a huge in play here, yeah. The movie work. doesn't work without you T9. Could, you can't do that now. Some would argue you couldn't do that then, that it would be pretty fucking difficult to do that then. It would be difficult, but you could. Yeah. For all of you kids out there that don't know... Back in the early to mid-2000s with cell phones, texting was all done through a form called T9. Are you going to try to explain this for everyone? This should be fun. Which was basically just a, you would click on the number of how many, like, the whatever the letter was in that number, you'd click that number until you got to that letter, and that's how you would spell out words. Yeah, text. so, like, in some letters, like, Z and Y, you'd have to hit, like, four fucking times, yeah. right? Yeah, you'd have to keep going. Oh, man, it was brutal. Sucks we have to explain that. Getting older. Well, I mean, you do, though, because <laughs> yeah. like anyone who doesn't know that, it's, it's true. Like, what are it's they true. doing with this? Um, I love this scene because Scorsese is often very good at depicting realistic movie violence. This is an incredibly realistic scene. Look, at we're going to switch to a Dutch angle, in-camera Dutch angle, which is really cool. I love this. But him breaking his hand right here, because it's not his dominant hand, that's very realistic because it... Okay, in-camera Dutch angle. Oh, that's so fucking great. Great song, that's, by the way. Yeah, that's what makes Scorsese so effective at movie violence is that I, I've i never been hit with a coat rack. I've never hit anyone with a coat rack, but you can know what that would yes. feel like. You, it's such a specific thing to do. And I, you know, I I have been hit in the face with a bare fist that I've, I have unfortunately, you know, my bare fist has hit a few faces and it hurts. It hurts your fist. Like I, I assure you in the way I just love that, that, you know, he has to get his hand broken because that's what sells the, are you still a fucking cop? But it's a really good way to do it. That's Absolutely. All. It's a really good way to do it. And it doesn't feel contrived. Doesn't no. feel like, oh, this was just, you, we needed to have this happen. Yeah. This is great. This, this scene. played so well to her choice of her body language. And he's such a douche. You know, they got this. I don't have Duck Laurent. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he's really turning on this like charmer thing. But oh, oh I we, love this. Like we, he looks at her with such longing, but then realizes throws well, it away. When you one of the first conversations yep. you and I ever had was about that moment. Yes, it, it was. Yeah, when we were when you were hiring me to shoot your short, there I go. And I remember I finished your sentence for you because you were like, there's a scene in departed with Leo, and I went, the nurse. And you were like, mm -hmm. fuck. And I went, yeah, because we're cross-cutting these two. Like, look how well he's doing. Yep. He can live his life in the open. Everyone knows Damon's a cop. Yep. No one knows he's a rat. Whereas Leo, like no one knows he's a cop. No one knows anything. There's, he's living his life completely interior. 
you know yep. everything he can't be himself at all and what that just means in in terms of the juxtaposition of this is just dating mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know sexuality it's like okay he gets to go on these dates exactly i'm getting exactly. hand broke with this really cute nurse no that's not that's not in the cards for me nope i love that i love that i do too and i love that he knows the answer to the freud it's mm-hmm. like it's just because it this is proving that he's intelligent i talk about this a lot i think it's really hard to establish a character's intelligence without you know, in Good Will Hunting, that's kind of the fun. He's got the long yeah. monologues. Okay, he's smart. But just if you have to carefully play stuff to, you know, I just like that. I like that he knows that. There's her accent coming. <laughs> yep. I think one of the most interesting things about Damon's performance is just watching what offends him. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Because, like, it's very, very fascinating, like, what does and doesn't. Good call. Good call. Because that's, you know very kind of i think typical of the region i think mm-hmm. a lot of not just i'm not making a boston or irish thing i'm not saying that but people with that type of fuse it's always really interesting what kind of sets them off and you're like whoa dude i'm just like just talking here that's a great pan come over yep. and he's, yeah, there. he's uh, there look at that tie fucking bow tie so this is like and this is like the most boston thing you get a shot and then a bud bud heavy oh i am <laughs> They work so well together, even in silence. Look at that. They do. You know, Jack's just milking that, waiting until he can yep. say that line. Yeah. I love hearing so many stories about how giving Jack is well, that as an I, actor. I saw you were about to speak. I was literally opening my mouth to say, what? how do you feel about Raywin Stone been pretty public and saying that they did not get on well making this movie? And that's about all he'll say. He won't. And Jack doesn't do interviews and he's not. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to get it from him. I kind of took that as, I think Jack is just like, I think it's really evidence in his performance. He just kind of, he played this character very like nuts, very sexual, The nothing in the script. N- there was no sexuality to this character. No, like, you want some Coke. That wasn't in it. The black dildo, that wasn't in it. He brought all that stuff to mm-hmm. it. Pulling out the hand at the table, that wasn't in it. It's like, he's adding all this flair, which a lot. that's why it's a Jack performance. Yeah. But I wonder if that, you know, to... Winstone's more kind of what professionally trained like British thing maybe it just wasn't vibing well with that I don't know but I think that's interesting that again Winstone never elaborated on it but said I think honestly it was just yeah we didn't get on well I think you know with Jack with the career that he's made for himself and who he is at this point if you are lucky enough to have him in your movie, I think he's one of those guys that it's like, you just let him do whatever you want. Kind of like uh, Joaquin now, I would say, maybe. It's like, he's going to go where he's yeah. going to go, and you maybe can't put... But no, but Joaquin's like pretty restrained, like, come on, come on. Maybe it just depends on the role. Like, the Joker, you got you have to let him do whatever the hell he's going to yeah. do. And I think Jack probably negotiated carte blanche from Marty to at least do, like, a lot with the understanding of cut whatever the hell you want to cut, but... You know, and if I was an actor working opposite side to Jack, who's kind of doing whatever he wants, yeah, I think you only have one option, and it's just to go with it, right? Which go Damon on and ride. Leo have talked about that you yep. just go on the ride. So maybe that's it. Maybe Winstone didn't want to go on the ride as much, or I don't know something. Yep. Here's a, and in as we were saying, like what it's interesting, what offends Damon to me, it's also very interesting that Leo immediately is not afraid to stand up to Frank. You know, he's. Just saying, like, who who said he had a fucking problem? Like, no one... When was the last time someone talked to Frank Costello like that, you know? 
And there's, but, so, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, as to say, this is the first of one of the things that doesn't really kind of add up a lot is the, is like, what is the relationship that Jack Nicholson had with Leo's father? Well, interestingly <laughs> enough, there is a cool deleted scene about it. Oh, is there really? There is. There is a deleted scene, which I rewatched. And what was interesting is that it really establishes young Leo is there, but what it establishes is like, basically, Jack is like, you sure I can't, you know, there's a lot more money over on this side. They're like out on like the dock or something. And the, the, Leo's dad is clearly like working. He's brought his son to work for the day, something like that. Working at the airport, I think. He's like, you know, there's a lot more money on this side. And it's a very, very amicable, cool, respectful conversation on both sides. Making it clear, Frank, I'm okay. I'm staying straight. I'd appreciate it if you give my son the same courtesy when he grows up. All to that effect. And Jack is like, cool with it. So oh, I think it's just like we should have seen that. Yeah, well, I it's it slows down the pace. It's uh, like a 5 minutes and it just it's a flashback which we don't really cut back to flashback after the beginning and I don't think it works in that first 18 minutes. That would make that yeah, first 18 work. minutes like 23 work. minutes. That's a great acting scene because if you look closely you can tell he's not hitting his arm at all with the boot. He's just hitting the table. But it looks it's, so good. Yeah, that's just Leo losing his mine there's a continuity mismatch because i think he has like three hundred dollars in the first take and then when it cuts to him he's like holding the whole wad and throws it down i just love that scorsese never cares about that (laughs) look at that hat that's great (laughs) but yeah i mean he's just so nuts i god so on edge it's fucking crazy i love jack so much yeah so I kind of, so <laughs> I don't think he refers to it as Carmen, but I wonder if the ages, you know, kind of match up here. It, I mean, they kind of seem like they would. <laughs> this is a, I mean, a totally great. But anyway, so that's the relationship with the dad. Like I rewatched the Sopranos a little bit ago and Tony has like straight friends in his life. It sometimes is a guy that owns the restaurant already. Like sometimes he's trying to like, bring him into his shit but otherwise like you just kind of understand that there are straight dudes in the neighborhood who don't want to be in the life Mm -hmm. and he says in this like he didn't he never wanted money he didn't want anything i can't do anything with someone like that i think he even says that yeah he does he he didn't want money i can't do anything with that yep oh this is great fucking zip tie Uh, or whatever that looks like it's such like a wire such a Scorsese. Oh, absolutely. Like, it looks like straight from Goodfellas. Or Cape Fear to me. Yep. I recently watched Cape Fear and he kills someone with a piano wire. But yeah, it just, uh, he's so <laughs> good at those things. Or... I know. So this is just Jack. Like, none of this is scripted. And that's Thelma right there. Just, you know, carrying the sound over from one to the other. I mean, it's really, really fucking genius. It's like the best accent he does the whole time. It really is, is yes. Yeah, that that. <laughs> That's a great line, the principles of detection. Uh. These boys come from Providence. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah, dog. <laughs> and then he just calls her, like... I saw and that's, her. I mean, that's a great Boston thing, putting that, like, R, R at it. the AWs. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Also good, how do you feel about the 2006 casting of James Badgedale, because I love James Badgedale oh, now. Seem in shame. I have a relationship with him, but some have argued that the, <laughs> the I like, what a great stare down. Some have argued that it's more. Would it have been more effective if it's a slightly 
more well-known person in that role. So we're like, why is blank in that role? Or in that way, is it distracting? If it's like someone and you're like, why the fuck is, I'm trying to think of someone, Brad Pitt's too big, because you'd be like, why is Brad Pitt in the background well, of this? But it, someone with a, because no one really knew James Badgedale was in 06, not really. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of, we were, funny, we were talking about this earlier, but The Dark Knight Rises, mm -hmm. because you have all these tiny little supporting right. characters that are like these name people and it kind of takes away from it. You're like, why is like Thomas Lennon, the doctor? That's true. Well, okay. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Because, ob yeah, but because that we know where, if you've seen The Departed, you know where it's going in the moment James Bad, I mean, he's going to kill Leo. So would it have been more effective if it was an actor we like had resonance with and someone that. Just everyone knew a little bit more. You know what? I'm going to say no. I, I agree. I agree. I think he plays it perfectly, and I like not having a relationship with him. Yeah, and, and he pops up enough to where throughout the whole entire movie where yes. you know who he is, yeah. and you know that Damon has at least some type of like camaraderie with exactly. him. Exactly. And then when he does do what he does at the end, it's like that guy, that yeah. guy that's yeah. been around here the entire time. And I think that's what makes rewatchables partly more you know fun is that you're like, oh, yeah, he is there the whole time. Oh, they're... You know, we were talking over the, the great line. Yes, you look like you're in a, you got a suit. Or you go on, you like coming to work, looking like you're going to invade yeah, Poland. Poland. It's great. Choir practice. I, I love this scene. Well, one, you like Leo is so on edge. Well, he's so disturbed. But I love when Jack has food in his mouth during this. Like the way that he's like gnawing on certain yeah. bites and speaking at the same time. It's just, I don't know. I've always kind of been like, oh, that's just such a specific yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's like lobster, I think. So yeah. it has that, yeah, yeah. Lobster in the morning. You gotta love all the, all this <laughs> leopard print. I love that. <laughs> He's just staring off in his yeah. face. So this is, I, my, well, I think my biggest flaw of The Departed is a scene that's gonna be coming up. It is surrounding the porno theater, but it is what got you and I, go ahead, go ahead. Well, th this is this is one thing that kind of like irked me is like so when he goes to the bathroom and dumps out this huge like like I mean that is a lot like when he dumps this like where is he dumping that it looks like he's dumping it into like the pool of that spot like where they're not gonna find that I think they're on like a houseboat or a boat and he dumps it out of the bathroom window which happens to go in the ocean maybe all right, all right. or a river that kind of has to do with my thing is the what does Leo have on him at any given moment? Yeah. Now, after this scene, he's like, I'm not, I'm no more wearing a wire. Yeah, Fuck yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to die. So does he ever have a badge on him? I would say, I would think that'd be way too risky oh, to have a badge. Oh, no. So does he carry, I don't think he's carrying a government issued weapon. No. If he has, so then the, I just want everyone to keep this in mind for when he's going to be very shortly receiving text messages from Martin Sheen encouraging him to arrest who he thinks <laughs> yeah. is the mole and it's like so you just want this whole thing to come down here right now without does he have handcuffs does he uh, i'm getting a little ahead of myself but yeah this is so this is proving how damon has ri risen so quick within the department because he's they've already framed this guy that guy <laughs> yeah. dumps his fucking face i've always wondered ice. if that's like i always thought that is is it trying to say something about like is he a big drinker is is he hung over there is he i don't know I always wondered, it's just a, it's a very deliberate choice. Oh, it is a this. very, yeah. And then if you're listening carefully, that guy's a cop. Yep. But not for the same department, I don't, I don't believe. <laughs> oh. Again, realistic violence. Yep. You see in movies so much people getting pistol whipped and it not really doing anything. It would 
you get one good shot in there, you're going to knock, yeah, out you knock teeth. your teeth out. Yeah. I loved it. I don't know. I don't know. Ray Winsome. Jim Banks. Oh. And I love Win Stone's voice because I he a lot of the guys on Jack's crew feel like kind of fresh off the boat, like Irish yeah. guys, like he's brought them over from the the real country. Yeah, he does. I love that cut because like Leo like puts his hand out as if you hear the sound of an oncoming car, but like you have no idea if that was actually no. Of course, it, it wasn't yeah. there, and they're not gonna. That's just added later. Just yep. someone said, "Hey, Leo, put your hand up," and then boom, you just add that. Yep. It's perfect. I love Jack there too. He goes show. I love this line. <laughs> Great line. Troopers out there. <laughs> Nick, how do you feel about the only person of color in the movie being called Mr. Brown? How's that? How's that sit with you? Like it was, I really stretch for that. Could have done Jesus, better. people. He's already playing this like kind of frenzy, panic thing. He's nervous. He yep. does it so well. But again, is none of this to be called like into question? Is no one? And I know Jack does. You know, they have the scene at the table when they're right. Okay, so actually, let's switch gears here. This is something that's very interesting that's not <laughs> deliberately mentioned. But what is his relationship to these priests? And my Frank, I mean, because in my opinion... He's definitely suggesting that these are men who have done the bad things yeah. the Catholic priests have done. So is is the threat like, if you do that again, I'm just going to kill you? Or is the threat like, I know who you are and I can blow it up? Or I don't know. Well, I think with the nun, because she just pretty much got up and left mm-hmm. because Jack was looking at her. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that there might have been like some sort of sexual history Well, there. I believe, I absolutely believe that. If anything, he's at least said something uh inappropriate very inappropriate but when he approaches the priests up here he makes it kind of seems like the the younger priest says some bible verse to like condone a priest i don't know but it's an interesting thing to add so yeah what he's expressing now is kind of in that deleted scene of yeah. him talking to his dad and maybe they would have put it in right here i don't know maybe they yeah, like there could have been maybe a spot if you know, <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> I think maybe by the time I was watching this and I was judging it really harshly, I think I might have felt like that. I was like, what are they even talking about? Yeah. Like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> well, exactly. That he just goes on these rants and I love the smoke smokerings. It's hard to do. I can't do that. So yeah, let's pay attention to this. yeah see so (laughs) see i've always thought this is so interesting because it's kind of (laughs) it's 
So yeah, you were right on yeah. there. I, that I believe, yes, but it seems like he's just established. I, I don't know. Is that establishing a like moral line within him? Like kids, you can't touch the kids. If you ever touch the kids again, I'm going to what kill you. I, I almost kind of want to say like that. Maybe that's just like a shot at just the Catholic Church. Big for it, Marty to do. Marty, one yeah. of the biggest, you know, most famed Catholics. He's a very he loves Catholicism. He's a very celebrated yep. Catholic. So that's big for him to do. And and and, and because like wh- the, like no other point in this movie does anything else like that come into play. That's just like this one off scene where he just exactly kind of does that one thing and and. I, I have to suggest that that's got to be the only re- reason why they did it. This is a direct, almost like line for line recreation of an Infernal Fair scene, which is, again, really cool because it's a movie made a few years before 2006 and their the reliance on technology, the cameras, the cell phone, call your dad, all that, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But this... Oh, I love his voice. Oh, yeah. That's an, an authentic accent. Yeah. I called you. I can't do it. <laughs> I called you. He's great. I mean, he's great. The, the citizens thing, it's just his, you know, inability to kind of, his, what is he? He's a bit dumb, right? He's just not the most, he's not the smartest guy, but it fits so well because you just believe he's this ruthless psycho. You know, it's one of the earliest things that I learned in acting was like when you're playing a quote unquote dumb guy, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard because you, as if you're playing somebody, you don't think of yourself as dumb. Dumb people don't think they're dumb. Exactly. No. Yeah. So I remember like one of the best things I heard was as if like there's a guy who's kind of dumb as like in the story. Right. But let's say his occupation is he's like, you know, a rat killer, like he's in the, like a rat exterminator. Sure. That guy knows how to exterminate rats better than anyone else. Absolutely, absolutely. And, but that's where it ends. Like, mm-hmm. like that's just what he's really good. So I think with Fitz, it's like he's a really good henchman. Yeah, he's a good henchman. He's a good killer. Yep, <laughs> he's exactly. a very effective killer. But then everything else is just sort of like oh, yeah. doesn't know how to spell. Yep, doesn't like that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Here we go. Our first look at one of these old school phones. Oh God. But yeah, very. This is another scene that's often called into question. Like, why does he use Anthony Anderson's phone? It could this really work? Like, would it? Would this scene? Is this scene not evidence that Matt Damon is perhaps the mole? Well, because for sure. the guys, his other cop friends, could be in there listening to it. So. Or or are they not? I don't know. It's a weird one. It's just there's some weird. Well, it depends on if. Uh... If uh, if if uh, James Badgedale and Matt Damon are actually in cahoots, see, I I absolutely this. think no, and that that's another thing that people have called into question is like, how does Damon not know about him, and like how often is Badgedale meeting with Jack, like how how ingrained is he, and then is there really a value to not knowing that you're both in on? Because it seems like Badgedale definitely knows Damon's, yeah, on the take. So that's an interesting one too. Is how much has Badgedale been kind of covering for him as they go? And we don't see any of that. That's, that's just something that's kind of, oh, here's yep. a very important scene. <laughs> this is a dude who never shuts up. And With now the he banana and everything. It's so peeling the banana, but never shuts up. Now he has nothing to say. So I think this is, I think it's, I've always found it very interesting, even from like my first viewing, how if anyone uses crude, language to speak about you know homosexuals in the movie it's really only him 
And he mm-hmm. only ever really does that starting way at the beginning of that rugby scene. Yeah. Certain words he calls people. DiCaprio calls him a very, you know, oh, nasty yeah. slur. And it's the only time that's said about another character. So, you know, we don't see him having sex with his lady, but we see Leo having sex with her. So we're going to get into all this. But, you know, is that really his kid? Is it uh, just all this stuff? We're not. <laughs> I, I just I love that. I love how that he's really layering and baking that into yep. what he's doing. Absolutely. It's a very, very realistic court ordered therapy session. Cause like she's not putting these people, these dudes on couches. It's not like that. It's just going to be very kind of cold and impersonal. She's going to have, she probably opened his file five minutes before he walked in. Yeah. Doesn't have running knowledge of his name. He's, he's got to go to like X amount of sessions and he's he's still not allowed to talk about who he is. Like he's not allowed to tell her he's a cop. I just have to say, like based on what we see from her, worst therapist ever. Yeah, um, <laughs> not really in very good command of her faculties at no. all. Like loses her mind. Like you should not allow yourself to be that riled up. This is create the toy. Um, it would really hurt. It would exactly. Again, that's like that realistic violence. I did hear. Oh. oh, God. I did hear Vera comment on that and saying that she played her as 100% id. Just all, like, whatever comes in, that's what that's what I'm doing. I'm going with it, which, you know, it's, uh, to call back to The Sopranos, like, the le- main character in that one of them is a therapist who herself, she starts getting therapy, too. Very common for therapists to get therapy. Kind of common cliche for our therapists even more fucked up than we are. So yeah. I think it's kind of playing into that, and I, I do appreciate that. But, yeah, she... uh. You could say she full blows this session. Yeah, like it's yeah, just absolutely. A complete and utter disaster. And she and she can't figure out her own life outside of this either. Oh, like God, she, not like at she's all. really like a mess as a oh, person. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's what makes it so cool. <laughs> she's like cheating on her boyfriend oh, and God. doing all this. So that's the first time in the movie Leo's seen someone die. Yeah. He's seen someone be murdered. So this is when things, you know. I think that's all we haven't done like a montage in a while. And mm-hmm. now we're splitting. I mean, this is one scene that murder was just another scene. Him sitting at his table with the pills and the phones. That's so now we're just mixing it up because tensions are changing and it's the stakes are becoming so much higher. And I like, you know, they don't shoot movies in order. It's mm-hmm. very difficult to do that. So whenever I see a performance like track like this, it really makes you appreciate the actor more because he has to get progressively crazier and more off the rails but they could have filmed shit they could have filmed the elevator scene first i mean i i don't think they did but honestly that's how that's how movies go so you always have to check in with yourself he would have always had to check in about like where am i at yeah, this scene 100%. where's my paranoia where's my panic yep oh, i love there's no one more foolish than god so what do we got here oxys oh man so he's he's in it and those are prescribed and those are huge. So he is just keeping himself numb, yeah. absolutely numb. And now we're seeing the because you don't no one's prescribing that for anxiety. You don't you don't prescribe. Yeah. Oxycontin for anxiety. You do it. That's probably for his arm because his arm was broken. But oh, man. So, yeah, I love there's a loaded no to to that yeah, question. Yeah. Great call. This is a great scene that we're really seeing the aggression come out. And here's when he admits, you know. Well, that's where we see that that guy was a cop. So they're just layering all this stuff in. 
Yeah, so we're about an hour into the movie and he's been in it for a year. That's really interesting. Yep. In as comparing it to Infernal Affairs, but I think a year makes sense. I think it makes way more sense in ten years, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean ten Oh god. Um this is a girl I love this rage scene, but also um wonder if we should <laughs> dedicate a little time to Mark Wahlberg's hair doing this. I know it's, got, it's really, all it's over the place rug, here, man. That thing is a mop. Oh, <laughs> great hit. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen just doing his best. <laughs> yep. Really strong. He would never be able to stop that. And I love that they have to still maintain this facade of like, how you doing? You know, frisk you like they're yeah. still because of. And that's the other thing. Like, is it hard to follow? Jack says to one of his guys, follow him for two days straight and don't get caught. Don't catch his tail. Just follow him. See, oh, he met up with Queen and twice. He met up with him. He went here. Like, come on. How fucking hard is it to just follow him? Yeah. Uh, I love that <laughs> disciplining. It's like the only time he disciplines him a little bit. Will you shut up? soft music i like it it's yeah. just kind of you're just, slowing everything down and establishing their relationship because it kind of grows to a little like father something and there's a oh, great moment sure. when he goes you know goes to his house yeah come in get some supper <laughs> so this is great because I mean, now this is when he's finding out yeah that someone's investigating him and keep in mind we're still in the narrative we haven't left the office yet yeah so the anchor is the therapist office which is what makes Thelma so great because she's mixing all these things yep, together. And it all feels right. Like, yeah, it, like, exactly. It, not once do you kind of like question. And you never get lost. And yep. when she brings it back, you're like, oh, man, yeah, that's right. We were here. Yeah, like showing the sensitivity a little bit more. <laughs> I just, you know, you got to wonder, like, this is the most like disorganized freaking like unit in the history. Well, that's the thing. They that's what we have to believe. Like, yeah. I understand you understand that for most any movie, you movies don't exist in the real world. We have to suspend a little logic. I can say she just closed his file. <laughs> You're gonna close my file after yeah, exactly. calls her a hot shot when he leaves. But <laughs> fucking hot shot. Some will argue, and you're kind of making the argument that this movie asks for a few too many bridges too far for those gaps in logic. It's kind of like I mean, come on, folks. Like, is this really, you know, is this to be believed? I just think he would have been easy to find. But in terms of rewatchability, in terms of all that stuff, I still think it's a great movie. And it doesn't ruin the movie for me. It doesn't. No, I got to say, I'm having an awesome time watching this right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I might have just been in a mood. But it was definitely different, though, because I, I did not take notice of those things right. at a young age. And that's okay. As I love it. <laughs> I fucking love that. A court ordered someone who's court ordered therapy would probably not uh, be ordered out like that. I mean, if he tried to put his hands on her, maybe, but she wouldn't just like kick him out. She's, oh, that's great. And then to top it all off, what does she give him? 20 Xanax? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> this is enough to kill myself. Uh, great line coming up here, though, the supernatural thing. I always thought she was saying hottest one. Hottest, oh yeah, boy, and no. I was hottest. like, "Oh, she's really laid it on thick." <laughs> hardest, yeah, she does. She doesn't. Uh, she really goes for that hard had, but she's good at like sticking up to him and kind of giving it back to him. 
God. I love Vera Farmiga. She's oh, she's uh, great. Yeah. This is honestly one of my favorite performances from her. I love her in this. Yep. And she's holding her own against every, you know, every dude she has to be up against. Yep. She's more than holding her own. Even if she is a terrible person. <laughs> well, she's uh, she's a flawed individual. We can say that. I don't think anyone in here is uh, clean, so to speak. Martin Sheen, maybe. Look what uh, happens to he's, him. He's clean as a whistle. Well, yeah. He doesn't make it. <laughs> it's a tough break. And there we go. Just the, yep. the walls of therapy. You know, the... What's that? Hippocratic oath. Oh, so this uh, here is... Here we go. Here's where things start to get a little dicey because wow hold on this is just so funny yes those michael processes in my opinion i think what is being said and communicated in this scene is that the mole we believe very heavily that costello's you know the mole is there yeah. with him how fucking hard is it then to like figure that out to well, just investigate, just start with those guys. And, and the fact that they even called him out by name and they're like, that's cost again, the new guy. Yeah. And it's like, uh, look, look at the amount of people on that board right there. That's yeah. it. There's only like four like or five, five people. Five. Mole yeah. isn't cost again, folks. It's probably not French. Oh, this is great. This is it. <laughs> I mean, that's just, oh, he owns it. And I love that you never see his character smoke in the movie. I think that's Yo. just, really funny but no and then even when like they're like everyone turns off their cell phones but they got the one but on. there's one on clearly so, martin sheen is looking at me goes the buyers are there so so right there and damon tracks that damon yeah. tracks it okay so right there anyone with it's like no one just goes well why don't you just tell the, us <laughs> is the person on the phone like that's probably it right so is it is it cost again like what what the fuck this is where everything the biggest kind of gap in logic has to be made. It's just so, but what they're doing is, in my opinion, they're very effective at distracting you from that by him texting with his hand yeah, in the pocket. You're yeah. like, holy shit, that's cool. By well, uh, uh, Baldwin being very funny, and we're going to get some doozies from Wahlberg coming up of, I'm the other, I'm the guy who yep. does his job. You must be the other guy, you know? And even like that, like scene before Sheen started talking, he's looking at him like mm -hmm. he's sort of like, maybe you're the one that I'm thinking is the mole. Yeah. And they show that for a reason, like Scorsese mm -hmm. holds on that for a reason. So it's just like it's asking us to believe that these people do kind of suspect each other. Like maybe Martin Sheen does suspect Damon. Maybe someone does suspect. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> maybe he does suspect Leo, but no one goes and investigates one step further. It's, that's what it's asking us to believe. Now here it comes. All right, folks. T9. This is how it was. Now, could you have done this in your day? I, I, absolutely uh, not for me. No. With zero typos? With zero typos? Absolutely not. But I think, like, you can, like, if you could really, f he's so fluid, though. But if I was, like, if I had the time, I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's enter. So if I just go down, okay, that's got, that's the first row. That's got to be a two. And he has to hit some special folder send button. Now that, yeah. effective, that. though. But yeah, here's where things, like, when everyone turns off their phones, but there's still one phone on, and then Sheen checks his buyers, there, it's like, okay, so you're getting direct information. Like, you know, oh my God. It's just so easy to connect the dots to me. <laughs> and here we're just, we're going to get Jack at his, I mean, he just really goes for it in this scene. 
it doesn't even make sense what he's saying. <laughs> no ticky, no. I don't even. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, that's Jack being Jack. Like, go, okay, so he does not have many guys there. Jack does not. He does not have many dudes there. Two of the guys are like in the background. I don't even think we've seen them before. They're just like extras brought up for the day. But the main core there, there are not many dudes. There's French, Del Hunt, Costigan, and they call him out by name. Like this, it's just not difficult. And then actually, they're asking us to believe that two of the guys here are moles because they're asking us to believe that Delahunt and Costigan is. And yep. you're telling me that no one else on the force, that Damon's character can't figure this out. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's crazy. <laughs> it, but again, I, I forgive it. I don't give a shit. I think this is one of those things where it was like, for whatever reason, when I was younger and I watched this, I didn't think there was any problem with it. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, everything checks out. I'm, I'm going on the ride. Sure, sure. But then when I'd see it again and be like, wait, this doesn't make a lot of sense. So I was sort of like, it, it, this movie basically did a 180 on me where I was like, is this just not what I thought it was? Right, right. I'm going to get this wrong and I apologize. I'm not trying to offend anyone. There is something, I believe it's something like it would make sense if they were speaking Cantonese, but they're actually speaking Mandarin, which doesn't make sense. It's either that or they're speaking bad Cantonese. That's like in the trivia or something. I just always thought that was funny since it's based on Infernal Affairs. Like you couldn't kind of smooth the language out there. I don't know. <laughs> but you know how many people are actually... Not a lot of Americans probably noticing that stuff, unfortunately. But yeah, this is a very like hyped up scene from Jack's end. But this is the one where things kind of. I love this. <laughs> and then there's another great bit where like, like, exactly. So you're telling me Wahlberg's character isn't enough of a hothead to now start losing his mind yeah. and going like, what, what is this? And like, or someone's questioning someone. Fire's there. Okay. Hmm. What are the chances, Nick, that that's the mole? The, guy, the, I mean, the cell phone signal that's still on. Oh, now it turned off. And he's, and, and Baldwin knows that. He's calling him out. All he has to say is, Hey, Queen and you asshole, there's only four of them there. Just fucking tell me right and now. And this is when they're is. trying to bring him in. This exactly. is the time where it would all come to a head. Exactly. This is a great line, but that was the... I'm not going to get you. must be the other guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm the guy who does his job. Yeah, this would be... This with, would be the night you take him in. With all the surveillance, this is when you're trying to, you know, get them. Yes. And that is botched. And it just, it's kind of a little hard for us to believe that it would... And then you got him doing these lines. Jesus. <laughs> Just the head movements. Oh, God. Like, I don't even know what this means, but the head in the outfit. Like, look at it. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I also love there's a line that's kind of thrown away that they're trading them at fake plastic. Like, it's not even real processors, which is so funny. It. It, and really, like, too, it's like, like, even in, in the internal part of this scene of this, like, this, you know, trade off, like, what the hell is this even about? Like, what are the other guys all upset about? <laughs> Something. Yeah. I. Oh, you mean like the what are the, the guys with the machine guns yeah. upset about? I don't know. It's like, yeah, they're bringing 
so much heavy artillery, but why? Yeah, why is there tension? Why is anyway? there tension just to start? It's just a deal. Yeah. Oh God, it's very sounds like a very Boston thing to say. And what's cool about this is that it doesn't sound like Damon was really involved in helping Jack, you know, plan this out because yeah. he didn't know about it. And this is also so that it would never happen. You'd never have because Baldwin's a fucking police captain. I think he would never be allowed to punch him or smack him. He'd be suspended right away. It's fucking hysterical. You Look at him going for it, though. <laughs> you fucked this whole thing up. Reason, <laughs> reason why I love this because it really makes it a point of establishing that he's married, yeah. and that oh, kind of goes yeah. back to Baldwin saying, "You know, marriage means someone can stand the son of a bitch." All right, now this is something I always had an issue with. He is clearly in the Boston airport. He's in the airport. This what is the, the direct scene from Infernal Affairs. He's like, in the airport doing this. Where is he going? I, to me, this is his panic being like, "I'm leaving. I'm oh, on a plane. That's I'm a fucking good, out okay, of here. All right. I'm out of here." He, and, he, and then he just doesn't go through with it. But to get to this point in the airport, you would have already had to have a ticket post nine yeah, eleven. Oh, he's so on his he's, way to a flight. He's going somewhere. I also believe that the little girl behind him is Scorsese's granddaughter. She's got, like right behind him on the little that something like that. Like, and he's like, still but, popping his vibes. But, he, but he's also talking to him about how to solve a problem. And yeah. now he's decided, ah, and now he's, yeah, now I'm going to go have fucking coffee or drink with her. But I do love, like, what is, I just love investigating Dignam a little bit. Like, who does marry a guy like that? Like, it, or is he not like that at home? Is he, you know, maybe she kind of runs the show a little bit. She's like some woman from Southie. I don't know. I just love that. Does he have kids? Like, what's, what is his deal? That's what makes it such a cool performance. And his forearm. <laughs> What the size of it? Oh, okay, so great. muscular. Thanks for that. Well, all right, fine. <laughs> they have way better. Well, they. It's. I was gonna say they have better chemistry than her and Damon. It's not true because like no. their work in the elevator and their work on that date is really good. She's she's fine. Little all twitches. He's got his little twitches going. They look like that's a nice softbox lighting on her. They gave her that kind of special lighting to soften her, and he is not softened at all. But if you think about it, like she really got the like the good end of this deal. I mean, she gets to make out with like Damon and DiCaprio. I mean, she just movie. gets to well, yeah, she gets to totally go for it. And uh good for her. Yeah. I like I thought it was a very well cast role because he probably could have cast anyone. And she had been in some stuff. She was in Down to the Bone just a few years before, which is like one of the best portrayals of a cocaine addict I've ever seen. So I know who she was, but he could have gotten anyone to do this, you know. Yep. And I just love I love that. It's a French donut. It's a croissant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's such an asshole, too, right away. Like, nope. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, it's always a little stunned that, like, she's made the decision so willingly to just, like, be with him. It says a lot about her, too. It does. He doesn't yeah. seem to be very, I don't know. But she's it, not happy about no, it. No, not at all. They have that one tender scene in bed where I actually like think that's the most truthful thing he says. Like, yep. could I just like walk the fuck away from this? Like, couldn't that be better? She is just a very, very confused person. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and she's like trying to like make this work, and he's just a kind of a crazy person. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. I love this. Like these these crazy frenetic cuts. And I love how Pit like so when Jack called, does 
does he already have some like voice thing that mangles his voice? Did he know that Damon wasn't going to answer? Did like why? It, yeah, I know. Like, where? How is he from? making that happen and so quickly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God! And this is a great. This is so interesting and in the editing choice of this because you see Damon like, you know, he he gets really like scared and flips out and nervous, nervous. And then Jack like calms him down, but yep. before Jack's like threatening to kill him and his girlfriend, and it's like, yeah, God, it just goes so back and forth. How about this suit too, purple seer sucker? <laughs> and now, <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. oh Jack, and now <laughs> the best. Another little logic gap here. Oh, no Does one? he say anything here that could suggest? That Damon's on the phone. That could give Damon away. Does he call him Collie or Colin or something? Because keep in mind, the second he hands up this phone, Martin Sheen and Mark Wahlberg are standing are just right, right there. behind him. Like, did they not so hear Exactly. Him? That's why I need to be, like, fact-checked on that to see if he does call him Collie or Colin. But if they can get that close to him, just these two big guys, what, is this? can they not get this close to him normally? Like, is it that hard to get that close to Frank, I mean, if if you're listening to everything Jack Nicholson is saying, it's clearly though like he is incriminating himself. Like, who do you work for? And blah blah blah. Like, yeah, you, or you could at least to do. Oh shit, he was just talking to our rat. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it would be <laughs> the records, son. Yeah, that happens a few times too. I like that because because we never hear. You know, we hear a lot about we've seen Leo's mom die and we hear mm-hmm. we've heard about the dad, but no backstory for <laughs> they're right there. They heard the they're whole not even hiding. I mean, he's by himself. Like it, it's the sound is echoing off that brick wall. They they have no idea who he was talking to. None. Or were they just like, hey, he'll be off the phone soon. Let's just say. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, 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 you, what are you doing? You for lunch? Yeah. What are you doing? What are we, are we getting tuned after this? What are we doing? It's like, what the fuck? I don't know. Hilarinjectomy. Yeah, is that exactly. the right word? <laughs> is that I don't know. Is that the thing where it they probably have to hold? Is. Yeah. I mean she probably is right, but then also we can get into this apartment a little bit about how I wouldn't have never known this, but I've listened. Like they've done the departed on the rewatchables a few times. Basically, it's impossible. There's no apartment building where you can have that view in the movie, which is evidence of why it's very clearly green screen. Uh-huh. So like how important is that? This is that's really like the only noticeable CGI in the movie, right there, that background. So, like, how important is it for him to be able to see that dome? Because that's the only reason he's there is to be able to see, you know, and it's like something to aspire to. No, it looks like a penis. <laughs> well, oh, well, okay, that's that's certainly one theory. So there's that. But my point is, would it be more effective if this was just like a high rise apartment where you didn't need a green screen uh, balcony? Yeah, it would make shooting more difficult because with green screen you can shoot any time. But I don't know. I always notice that. I love it. We never see who's at the door either. Like, no. Who's coming to see Matt Damon's character? I, th- I think it's the movers because she just moved in. So I think he goes, "Ah, oh, the fucking movers." God, you pay have an answer for everything. Well, yeah, because when I watch movies, I pay attention. You apparently saw this eight fucking times Ugh. in like two months in the theater and just. Caught service level words. I do not have an answer for everything. Certainly not with this movie. I've just tried to. Some things I think I can rationalize. Some I don't know. 
Ooh, this is great. Great cut. Yeah, I love Silent, it. Silent. Because it actually looks like you're looking at a painting. Boom. <laughs> so this is a really cool... There it is. Look at that yeah. angle. Oh. Yeah, Dutch angles. So we could... We could potentially get into the whitey bulgerness of it because that's a word that's not uh -huh. mentioned at all. But that's very clearly who Jack based his performance on. And I think some of the sexual eccentricities were maybe perhaps from that. But definitely the fact that he was a rat for the FBI. Yeah. And was an informant, which what basically like what was your take on that the first time you saw this movie? Because this surprised the shit out of me. I never saw that coming. Well, I, well, yeah, absolutely. And it kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, like we're, well, he we, learns it from a junkie. So yep. you're like, wait, huh? Yeah. And like, how does he know? Exactly. And if it's that much out on the street, like, that's what's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If a junkie knows it, like, where's this information coming from? Yeah, and and this is the catapult for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and it all stemmed from some. And why was Leo even there? Like, what was the point? Something like I I don't know. Yeah, he's trying to. He was probably sent there on a job. Clearly, French went into like get money or information or something, and then learn that stuff kind of by mistake. This always reminded me of the end of uh, All the President's Men when they mm. meet you know Robards out there, and he's like you know there's nothing at stake here with the entire Constitution. That thing, <laughs> like go home, take a shower, bath, shave, be back. 15 minutes something it, it and i love how martin sheen just so blindly is like oh my god yeah yeah like it, you know but, he, but he's like where'd you hear that from I, 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 some junkie yeah exactly some oh junkie. really that's uh, you know what you know what you need to go home <laughs> right yeah come in you have some supper <laughs> oh yeah no he does say it <laughs> yeah. he really does he's like but he really wants this home cooked meal you can see he's like maybe that's the only reason he's oh, really there <laughs> i think so i think he's just like oh shit no one's nice to this guy the no, only people yeah. who know who he really is are apparently martin sheen and mark Wahlberg, and Wahlberg fucking hates him <laughs> even though he's doing you a huge favor so okay. what do you say about this well i was gonna say what okay so here this we go this was all jack uh, no, he apparently asked Marty to do for, this to scene? include this and the scene right after with the cocaine. Oh, he is such a little dirty, dirty boy. And, <laughs> yes. So does this. I mean, it's really cool looking. It's very cool looking. Yes. If these are excluded, do you have any different opinion about the character? Because no. I, I would argue we don't really <laughs> need this, but I, you can. I how do I say? I think Jack was just really pleased to have a chance to do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, I think it's essentially, yeah, that's the best way to say it. Jack is really a, pleased to have Jack this. look right there. He, I don't know how much research went into getting that look down. <laughs> but for, I, I, I should have timed those. It's like a minute and he could have done, could have shot those easily, but it's just so, I don't know. It's so interesting to me <laughs> that they included that. Yeah, I, like, I think, I think we could have cut things. from the scene we were just at to this. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to call myself out here. I never knew, and I actually brought this up to you a few weeks ago. Oh, I we talked never about this a lot. understood the citizens thing. It yep. did not make sense to me. Why that word? Why not write people or crew or like, or like bank numbers? Yeah, what something? Why citizens? And then I did research, and I guess Citizens Bank is a very popular bank chain, especially in Boston. So that's in theory, it's like a bank envelope, and he's just trying to write Citizens Bank, but he doesn't, you know, because he's him, he doesn't know how to spell it. 
No, it, it it's great because like that you your research solved that whole entire yeah because issue. that I'm not gonna lie like that was a huge point of contention for me like why that word and this is directly from Infernal Affairs it's, he doesn't write citizens on it but he writes something then crosses it out and writes it again so that he can see it in the office later so it's that but I was always like why that word I don't get it and then it makes sense when I'm like oh, okay that's a really famous bank branch in Boston. Nick, which which guy in this crew do you think is a cop? Man, I don't which know. Guy? I mean, everyone's do you think there. It's the guy who just got fucking pissed and left. <laughs> what do you think? God. <laughs> like, oh oh man, God. I just love it though. The guy who's freaking out in every assignment. He leaves as soon as he gets there because he gets freaked out about giving up his identity. Uh, okay. All right, here we go. This is yeah. This is an interesting scene for a few reasons. One, Marty not big into sex, doesn't really like showing it. Certainly not like all the way. And this isn't you know they don't actually have sex, but they're getting into it. But I like this scene a lot because I can. There's a scene coming up. It's after she says, "Your vulnerability is it real? Yeah. It's freaking me out." And they're apart in the kitchen, and then it's a boom, one cut, and she's sitting on the counter, and he's like in between her legs, yeah. and they kiss. And whatever happened in that time, we didn't see them arrive at that. But just having the confidence to boom and jump to it, I stole that from my feature film. Wait, oh cool, because there's right before a love scene, like they come and meet, and then it boom, it, it jumps, jumps to them in a different position. Now they're like embraced and kissing. So that was really inspirational to me. That was also the same picture that Damon said you can't hang up here. Yeah, and then now Leo's like, oh, it should be up, so he hangs it up. Interesting. Why the fuck are you at your ex-therapist's house at like 10 p.m. on like a Wednesday? You know, you know why he's there. I know why he's there. Why is she letting him in? And man, she has this like... I love this thing about cats. Oh, yeah. You don't have any I like cats. That. I like that. That's a great line. It is a great line. We, I kind of am getting why maybe she wants to move in with Damon. It's a huge apartment upgrade. I mean, she's like in this like half basement level Boston place making a shrink salary. I mean, come on, that wallpaper? Get out of town. Damon's got Macintosh, not Apple, like Macintosh brand stereo equipment. What's not to love? <laughs> I love this. But yeah, and then the music's going to come back great, comfortably numb, yep. the remix with Van Morrison. That's actually a really good soundtrack, this whole movie. I had yes, that. a very popular soundtrack. I think Scorsese's very good at them. I mean, it doesn't have Gimme Shelter on it, but yeah, it, it has like those core songs <laughs> that are really useful. So right up here, we're going to just do this brilliant cut and there's so much right that's, there god i love if you that. think about that, that's the line that gets him laid you know how many cats i like that yeah yeah all right let's go i think the line that, <laughs> that helps it helps that come into play is yes i'm vulnerable but yeah yeah you, i mean it could be cats and you kind of like you're watching this and you're like yeah i get it yeah, totally <laughs> damon's not uh let's say performing well and Listen, he's working quick. overtime. Oh, yeah. He's okay, overtime. overtime. <laughs> is that the scene right after this? It is. That, oh, that's yeah. perfect. I forgot that. Okay, so that's perfect placement. I was telling you about that scene earlier. The golf, that driving golf ball scene is a direct lift from Infernal Affairs, but it is dead serious in Infernal Affairs. Like, that's what's so cool about that's the main way the departed branches out is that it's very, it has that absurd humor in it that Infernal Affairs does not. I think she has a twin bed. No, man, it's a that's very like, small bed. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, it's poor girl. More money than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's not even, that's like as quote unquote sexy as Marty gets. I don't get, <laughs> I don't get it. That's the line that starts yeah. it. Baldwin's playing this like he's already 
five or this is his sixth beer. I mean, just like he plays just a schlub. The hair blowing in the wind. God, I love him. Listen, he drinks he, those beers. He was there before the crew got there, and he stayed after they all left. Damn right he did. Look at him. He was getting into character. <laughs> sure as hell wasn't working on that golf swing, but he looks like he's going to throw his full fucking back out. Dog. That's outstanding. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> oh, God. So to me, he's kind of making the case for Dignam there. Because Dignam, you know, Mark Wahlberg has the ring so someone can stand him. (laughs) (sighs) I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) So, okay, so here, here we go. Uh, This is where I I can't even be like, oh, yeah, I was noticing these things and these gaps the first time I saw the movie. Like, that's not true. But I've never... This, to me, is the main, like, bridge too far. Right now, it's to be understood that Queenan is about, this is, he's, you know, I assume he's texting with Queenan. He's texting with Martin Sheen. Follow the envelope. Okay, easy enough. He's trying said, to yeah. see if he can get his dick to work. That's exactly you what think? that was. hundred no, percent. No, no, I guarantee you, because he looks down before anyone gets there. He's, he's nervous. Like, oh, he's like, I think he's I like, God even. damn it, I don't want to be here. No, I think he's trying. That I, has always been my take, is that he's been trying to get something going for himself before anyone gets here but he knows he's meeting with jack soon yeah i know but it doesn't mean he can't see if something's kind of i'm not saying he's he's actually going to go masturbate i'm just saying that he's trying to see if anything's going on down there oh there it was oh jack okay well either way i've i've never understood why the urgency now now why are you texting leo now make a rest like where did it come from why yeah what did what did what did what did after uh, all this, now you want him to break yeah. cover? Now is when he does it. And he literally goes on that pursuit and, like, tries to do it. And I don't, like, are we to assume that Leo has a gun? Maybe they do show he has a gun coming up. I don't know. Or, like, handcuffs or a badge. I, I don't know. And then that that always, to me, has kind of been, the, honestly, make arrest is, like, the funniest thing yes, in this make, movie make to me. Arrest. That text message, I'm like, wait, what? Make now he's supposed to, why not do it when you were all there with the microprocessors and you had surveillance? Like, or what Leo says in the car, like all the other felonies that you've seen him do. Yeah. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's not he doing just went anything, to a dirty porno theater. Exactly. He's not doing anything wrong here. So what, are you, what do you want him to charge him with? Yep. Or you just want to detain him and be like, I saw you. So I saw you meeting with Frank. Yeah. We saw you meeting with Costello. So that means you're the rat. It's like, I'm just or not buying it. maybe they're trying, I mean, but you would need some type of like, you know, exposition for this. Maybe they're trying to go after the rat. They're trying to go after Go Damon. So he's trying to say, like, get visual ID. No, I, he's saying make arrest of Damon. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's not yeah. saying arrest Jack. He's like, ID suspect. ID the mole. This is the fucker within the police department. ID him. And then arrest him. Like, but, uh, and pursue him down like Chinatown streets, which I, I don't know. The whole thing, it's just, uh, you know, it's a little, it's kind of a bridge too far. But that's okay. Fart. Fart. Love that. I love this. And what, he's so desperate for an approval right here, too. Keep in mind that Jack, as Frank, is recording this conversation. This is the conversation we hear later, so... He's lying to Damon in the end when he's saying, like, I didn't turn you in. He clearly was had a plan to do it at some point because mm-hmm. he's recording him. And that's what 
That's why Mark Wahlberg kills him, presumably. <laughs> Look at David. He's just it's like, what, what the fuck what, are you talking what are you, about, man? <laughs> That's a genuine reaction, too. It's yeah. Like, huh? Okay. And then, I, I don't know, like, Jack can't look down and be like, Bill, what the Bill? fuck are you doing here? Are you, uh... You frequent the pornos, too? Like, what? I knew you were a scallywag. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Now we're on this foot chase. So he's in pursuit. Make a rest. I mean, we can... We is, no, I was going to say, this is also something that I probably wouldn't have known, but uh, residents of Boston were very quick to point out that this movie was... Most of its exteriors were shot in New York City and not in Boston. So there's no uh, Boston Chinatown that apparently looks like this. I, again, wouldn't have known that, but I'm just calling that out for anyone who likes that continuity sort of thing. That stuff doesn't really matter to me. I don't care. And we also have to address that this is really the chase between the hats. You got the American flag and then nothing on the other one. What's that I'm say? a big fan of the all black hat. I, I own a few of those myself, so I like that. But yeah, he's the Damon views himself as the soldier boy. You know, he's... He's uh, working for Uncle Sam. He's all, he's all good, but he has so, an identity. Leo doesn't. So what is, what is Leo doing here? Is he trying to identify him? Is he genuinely trying to catch up to him to tackle him from the back and say, "Fuck you! I know you're the mole. I'm arresting you." I and like, look how close he is. That's not good shadowing. He's right fucking behind him. So like. What? Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's there to. So then, why not bum rush him right then and tackle him from the back? Like I don't. And that's okay. So make arrest. So he's being instructed by his superior officer. Go arrest him now. Okay. It's and that just seems to be happening so quickly and so close. And actually, I guess Leo does have a gun here, but Damon doesn't. Or no, wait, maybe I don't he's know. got a knife. Yeah, he's got a knife. He's definitely got a weapon, and some poor soul is about to get. I like to believe this guy didn't die. It's a small blade. It's a small blade. Yeah, it, oh, just, no, it looks like he got him like right in the heart. I think it's a little, but I think it's right under the sternum. I think it's, or not, you know, right below the chest plate. I don't know. Let's hope it missed all internal organs and that man's all right. <laughs> also, it was like no other cop investigating. Hey, someone stabbed yeah, the this- guy in an alley. It was a white dude with a hat. Oh, were there like security cameras? Like, so Damon's the only one. And then, I I mean, how hard is it for another cop to go look at those cameras and see that David just, I don't know. I love that, that Leo basically doesn't even give a shit about the guy who just got stabbed. He doesn't care. (laughs) That Damon is the one who actually, oh man, this is classic. Oh, I love it. So that's, that's always something where I kind of had to shake my head a little bit and be like, uh, make a rest. Oh, it's just great. Here's Darlene callback. I love how he's like afraid of the citizens. Like no one's going to look at that and that's not going to be anything to anyone. No one's going to be like, oh, what's that, Colin? But he looks all nervous. But I will say we're like 90 minutes in here and this movie has never once slowed down. We've never been stretching for something to say. It's never, there's always so much going on. And this, I don't know, I've always viewed this as maybe like the most Jack- Oh, moment sure. of the movie, just the eating, smashing of the fly, eating of the fly, making the rat sound. So, so now we're being asked to believe that he's pretty blatantly calling him out, like, are you the rat? He doesn't, mm-hmm. I guess, directly say it. And then 
and that this is it. Like this is this is basically the conversation that makes him decide. Like, no, Bill's a good guy. I know he tests him again with, you know, he comes out his hands all bloody and stuff. But I I don't know. I just I don't foresee a guy as ruthless as Frank Costello in this. Not like putting the bricks a little harder to William Costigan here and being like, you know what I mean? Like I think French he tying knows. him up. Really? I think he knows. I think he possibly could have known the entire time, but he just kind of used him in a way that was going to benefit him. So this right here is really just to kind of fuck with him and see what he's going to do. It's an interesting take. I don't, I don't know if I can agree with that or follow it. Cause then that's also stipulating that no one else can figure it out. So French, because French is not going to be cool with Leo no. being a cop. So he's, okay, so well, let's, I don't know, we can track that. So he's aware, or he has a good suspicion that he's a cop, and maybe he's, what, are we, like, he's past the point of, like, giving a fuck? And Well, I think it's because, like, you know, when, when, all, when it comes out at the very end after he dies, mm-hmm. and he's, and, like, and Leo's, like, he trusted me more than anyone else. Well, that's, that's another big jump thing, is that, yep. you know, he signed everything over to me. So if we follow your logic that Jack maybe did know then that helps that make more sense. That yep. gives that a little more credibility because if you're, if you're assuming that like Jack, the guy just isn't smart enough to suspect that Leo is the, the mole or the rat, then why the fuck did he give him all those audio files or why did he tell his lawyer to do that? So yeah, there's any... I could definitely see a little bit of that of being like, I don't know, maybe there's nothing I can do about the mole in my you I, I don't know yep because he because because as good as this scene is like jack is like not threatened at all no not at all like, he doesn't like, care at all he knows like he, he's trying to find out if there's a rat but he's really just trying to see like what buttons he can push and how is how is you know billy gonna react mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. doing this very true <laughs> <laughs> DiCaprio's really fucking starting to lose it. Yeah. I love how he's like genuinely starting to lose his voice. Mm-hmm. And his accent too. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we can't can't all be winners, not every scene. God. He's just always managing to bring sexuality into like every scene when it doesn't need to be. He's been doing that his whole career. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Here he goes. Here's Jack. Oh boy. I got a big laugh in the theater. I remember that. I love when he grabs his head. Where are you at, Frank Costello, in the Jack canon? Because now we know he's probably not coming back. I think we've seen all we're going to see of Jack. Yeah. So if you split it in, you can split it to older Jack with young Jack. But how do you... Do you I'm not surprised he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for this. I think it's way too. too... No, no, I'm not surprised that he wasn't. I think it's way too big. I, I don't think he was ever really in contention. But I think he's playing it, hoping... He'll be nominated for it. I'm but, surprised he didn't get one just because he's Jack. Well, I think he, I, I think a lot of people thought that, yeah. I, actually. I think a lot of people did because he's in it for a long time. But I think he's making such like very big flamboyant choices that I, I get it. I like it. And I, I can't say like, you know, we're, we're having a little fun with him. It's okay. Uh, we love Jack. We love this movie. It's okay. It's but actor. yeah, I don't think. Anyone else could have brought to it all the layers he's bringing to it, the sexuality and like I, some may argue and litigate that the sexuality isn't maybe necessary, but the menace, the fear, the humor, 
he's very good. And there's kind of like a frumpiness to him that I like. He's mm-hmm. kind of aging and never he looks clean terrible. shaven. Yeah, he always His looks hair's like, a mess. He always looks like he's just come off one of those like coke bender yeah. nights. Like he's rough shape. I I this would probably fall into the into the back end of a top 10 i think for me in his, that's fair. In his filmography yeah that's fair and maybe like number 10 what about leo like all leo performances where Ooh. does this one rank for this you this one you know oh man um well for sure this is in the top 10 uh, I, i'd go top five for i don't for know me. if i, I might do top five three, honestly um Jesus. I I probably go Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street, maybe Revenant, then this Revolutionary Road. Oh, I love him, Revolutionary. Yeah, Road. I do too. I do too. But at least it's high. It's definitely high for you. It, no, it definitely is. Like it's definitely. Uh, I mean, and when I say top ten, like I mean, you also got it. Like Leo's done like a lot of work. So, oh yeah. Like, you know, top ten is still like a, a like it's not reaching for it. Of course, of course. Um, I love this. It clearly like the lighting's not there. No, it's uh, that's know, totally it's, Jack. Yeah, yep. it's not. They did not light for right there. Oh, it's just perfect. And I love this. Eat something like a dad would say to a kid. Eat something. Um. Yeah, I don't think it would make my top. I don't think it would make my top five, but <laughs> top ten for three. sure. <laughs> now Wahlberg, though, top three. Yeah, it this he's literally he's in it for literally less than 10 minutes. Yeah, and this makes me time. wish that I wish you still did stuff like this from time to time, because at some point he made the decision like now I'm just doing the Netflix action thing. And hey, man, good on you. I'm not here to hate on you. You've given us some really good, solid work. But I, you know, Boogie Nights, just something where he's stretching a little bit farther. I would love to see him do more of that. And he's. He has such a command of this character that, oh my god, I just I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I wish you would do more of it. I guess we got to round, round it up though. Where does this fall for Dane? That was my next question. Yeah, um, this has always been very high for me because I think when I first saw it, I was like, because I, I like Damon uh, opposite of Leo. Like I like Damon right away because I think Goodwill Hunting was probably the yeah. first thing. So and then Rounders. Like I'm this same Private Ryan. I'm loving every Damon role I see. And then I see this and he's doing like, by this point, he's being a pretty effective action star. Born Identity, Born Supremacy, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, which he's showing his humor in. And I think maybe the first or second or third time I saw this, I was a little annoyed because I thought he was just like a whiny. I think I referred to him as a bitch boy earlier. (laughs) And I still agree with that, but that's why I like it now so much. Yeah, And I really do feel... I can do whatever I want. I can I can follow whoever I want. Like yeah. when he's saying that with Wahlberg, like I, I totally believe that. So I don't know. I've always been a huge Damon fan, but this would probably be, I mean, definitely top five. It's definitely up there. Goodwill Hunting, this. I fucking love Damon, though. Talented Mr. Ripley. I think he's so Ripley, good. Ripley, he's great in. You know, but listening to Matt Damon talk about Stellar. Oh, my God. He has one of my favorite lines in that, though. He's like, pray you. Never know what it's like or whatever that line is. For, for the dawn of time, for now the time. My God, it is like I, I, I thought I could watch this, but I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, he really, man, he really goes for it in his scene there. But this uh, is a great moment between them. This is, yeah. I think, the most honest moment they have. 
and he's really vulnerable and for a second she's kind of believing it but you know he obviously doesn't know that she's been bouncing around she suspects that she's got a bun in the oven (laughs) (laughs) just a tough break all around now he's coming up with this evil plan what's the best way to find a mole you just follow his source and i know he knows that the mole is communicating with Queenan, so I'm just gonna follow Queenan. That it, it just doesn't seem like it would be this hard. No, it does not seem like it would be this hard at all. It seems like you would just have to follow Queenan for like a fucking day. That's what I'm saying. Or Queenan follows Jack for a day and just listens a little more closely to who he's talking to. This is also a direct lift from Infernal Affairs, which I thought was funny. Or he just tells Jack, Jack, give me all the guys in your crew and like tell me their names, and I'll see which one was a cop. Well, yeah, and that, but they already know that. Like they already know that. Costigan was a cop. That's why Jack fucking broke his arm with the boot and stuff. Are you still a cop? (sighs) Anyway, I thought it was interesting that this is a direct lift from Infernal Affairs as well. Because it felt very like, I don't know, just Boston thing to me. Yeah. So you think he's a cop? Delhunt? You do? I do. I do. So that dude. So what the hell do you think Queenan was? Queenan clearly wasn't his boss then. So he's responsible. I think they admit that. Not admit, I think in the newscast, I'd have to fact check myself on this, that he works for a different, I think he works for the Boston Police Department, and we're following mostly the state police department, and there's a difference. You know, there's a difference between, like, state state police and whatever, state. county, and yeah. So, so, let's say they're different organizations. So, Martin Jean has no idea that Delahunt is a cop. Okay. My question is, what are Delahunt's instructions for breaking cover? Because, like, he is willingly participating in the murder of a police captain, which I do not think you are allowed to do as an undercover officer. I think you have to like break cover. Yeah. And even like fucking shoot the guys in the head. Like, I don't. Is his cover that important to him that he has to maintain it for a police captain to die? I don't know. So I so again, I think it's a little easier to be like, no, to follow Jack's logic when he's like, they're just telling me he's a cop, so I don't keep looking for the cop. I don't know. I guess I do actually think he's a cop, but I just think it's weird that. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough. Uh... So he's, oh, still, see, in, yeah, see, yeah, he's yeah. still investigating yeah, he's still, Bill. He still yeah. suspects him. It ain't him. But then, oh, this is great. <laughs> He's going to use Queenan's own advice against him. The guys following Queenan are really, really good, too. We've seen they're good um, character actors that we've seen before. (laughs) Why the fuck? (laughs) That's a good accent right there. Great accent work. So now we're getting into... We're, you know, winding our way, not really toward, and we're, we're nearing into the third act here, and we're about to be presented with, I would say, our first tremendously shocking death, and that was any crap we're giving this movie, any oh, like, yeah, oh, gap in logic, anything like that. I've seen thousands and thousands of movies in the movie theater, and I have very rarely heard the shock and gasp of when, of course, when what happens to Leo happens to Leo, but even when you just cut out in that slow motion shot of Martin Sheen falling, people were like, 
Oh my god. Oh, I did. It's just so shocking. And it's also so cool looking. Like you just don't expect. Yeah, it's very artistic. And yeah, that's what kind of adds to the horror of it. And DiCaprio's DiCaprio playing off of it is so so believable. More phones. Never had much luck with cell phones in the metro. Certainly not in 2006. No problem here. No problem in. Boston to circa 2006. <laughs> you were followed. Because I think that... that, 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 that. Yeah, I don't think back then that that would have worked. No. They had lovely a few lovely scenes together in Catch Me If You Can a few years before this. Sure those? I love Amy Adams' dad. I really like... What's I mean? There's nothing not to love about Martin Sheen. I just love Martin Sheen. I've loved him, Jesus, Badland. So, oh god, that movie is so good. Oh yeah, I mean, I've loved him for so long, and it was great to see him really. I mean, this is a meaty role for him. Like he really steps up, and he just does great with it. This scene is just so sad. Oh god. Yeah, no one wants to see Martin go. Spoiler. <laughs> well, I mean, Jesus, I'm gonna. I certainly hope people have seen this movie before listening to this because i mean we were talking about leo dying in like minute eight of the pod (laughs) it's like god i shouldn't have put this on (laughs) so i mean i think another thing that proves that delahun is a cop is that you know he gives leo the fake address and that's how i would know who showed up so he's half protecting him (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean so again it's so interesting here that he's like Okay, fine, I'll get you out. It can't be tomorrow, but is in right here he's making the decision of like, yeah, fine, no problem, I'll get you out. I'm just dis- like this was the breaking point. Now you've decided to get him out. Like So yeah, I'm just saying, I think it's a big, a big deal that Delahunt was a UC, was an undercover, and still let Queen and die. Like that's a huge fucking deal. I don't know how much I believe that. <laughs> what the? They're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so the FBI are fucked because, yeah, they're compromised because yeah. Costello was working for them. I love this line delivery. Yeah, we have the captions on. That's interesting. So he definitely says 314. Oh, yeah. I love that you were followed. Man, they get there fucking quick, too. They had just got in the car and started driving, and they're already about to be coming up the damn stairs. Where the hell were they? Where's Costello's hideout there? Block over. <laughs> I love this. Looks like Queen's meeting with all of them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Great idea to have Damon kind of cowardly playing the whole thing from here in the oh, dark. Yeah curtains drawn just listen to the hectic radio interactions i love when it when shit really starts you know they start shooting everyone starts getting crazy like your man down and he just turns cuts it off off. wraps it off yep and just pretends like it's not even happening it's extremely effective and you mugs got a light (laughs) oh and he mentions you know he uh mentioned his son really briefly when Leo was at his house, you know, that's my yep. son. He goes, and then he's going to sneak in that line here, too. Where's your boy? Oh, he goes to Notre Dame. Yeah. 
so it's just those two. It is just those two. Yeah. One of those men. Oh, no. Okay. So, here's, yeah. so there's five. So maybe too much has happened and it got out of control and he couldn't stop it. I don't know. I just think you break cover there. Oh, this is fucking terrible. This is so devastating. Oh. Silent seagulls. Actually looks like him. Ugh. Oh. It's really believable, too, that he would like see him just yeah. kind of out of the corner of his eye. That's also pretty believable, too, that people would... You wouldn't even think to be looking for something like that. No. What is, but what is not believable to me is that Della Hunt, as a police officer, would let that fully happen. I'm, I'm just... I, I understand there were four more guys there. I get that. I don't know. I just feel like some hesitation would have been there. You know, if, he, if, if Billy just took like one more step, he would have just gotten fucking clobbered. clobbered yeah, like a Looney Tune or something. And <laughs> two birds, one stone. Fall. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, I think they both would have been yeah, toast. Yeah, yeah, I think it just would have been a really lumpy fall. Oh, this Love is a that. great... Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a fair point to be like... You're allowed to be like teary-eyed and a little upset seeing that, even if, you know, you're a henchman. Like, yeah. that's fair. That's a fucking horrible thing to see. Maybe not for like... The other guys, because they're nuts. I love this. Don't pursue. Don't pursue. And then he goes anyway. <laughs> All right. So there's our, our cop shot. Uh, Great action. We haven't really had much gunfire, if any, so far in the movie. Had some, like, uh, training gunfire. But, I mean, if there's anyone who knows how to make action work, Scorsese and Thelma working together are absolutely great at it. And they just fucking, like, steamrolled them. Brutal. I missed that, honestly, the first few times I watched that. Oh, that's horrible. They just run right over. Yep, turns yep. it off. Turns it off. I think he stands up. Sitting in that silence. Uh, so, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, so good. So now we have... Here's a big question. It's the last time we're going to see Mark Wahlberg till the very end. So... Yeah, like, is, is it believable that he doesn't press harder? Is it believable that he really goes away? And, like, it's, it's just so crazy to me that he so removes himself so far from the map that he doesn't show up to that rooftop. Because he, you know, Leo says to Anthony Anderson, like, I told you to get Dignum. Like, where is Dignum? And he's like, he's not available. I, I don't know. I just, you really think Leo would be able to get to Dignum to be like, I got him. It's him. Instead of, you know what I mean? Instead of making the call to Anthony Anderson. Why well, I just also don't think they would just let that department just go completely unsupervised. Well, yeah. Well, well, apparently Baldwin takes over. He says that I'm your new boss. Yeah. So he's like, you know, I need. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> With pay. It's just, I guess it's interesting to me that it really does appear that Dignan is gone after this. He's just quit. And then, you know, he commits a fucking murder at the end. But it's interesting to me that he didn't stick around a little longer to see it through. Because it would have been really easy to find Damon at that point. So, Nick, which guy do you think in this crew could be the mole? Could be the cop? Could it be the guy that showed up late and went to the wrong address and had nothing to do with harming anyone and not did not have a hand in killing the captain who we know the captain was the mole's contact. Uh, this is, of course, Boggs from Shawshank Redemption. 
I could be a friend to you. <laughs> great, great character actor. Real terror in Shawshank. Jesus. He's always he's also Balls, Frost never from walked again. Oh yes, yes, yeah. of course. Feel bad we don't know the gentleman's name. Apologies. Oh, we literally I do, have I do, no I notes. Do, I do. It's oh man, he was in a play uh, that I saw when I first moved to LA too, called Short Eyes. His name's Michael something. We're gonna find it, folks. Yeah, he's great. At any rate, this is the first time I'm referencing notes. I've not looked at a single fucking note. Tell me why. Mark Ralston. Mark Ralston. Mark Ralston. Great actor. I knew it was with an M. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good call. Good call. You tried. Ooh, and then he goes. He took a gut shot. That's not okay. So that we are to believe there that he is. He was a cop. Maybe he wasn't working for the same department as Leo. So maybe that's why, because Queenan yeah. wasn't his direct report. But in in my, I like that line from a real psycho. That yeah. cop was tough. We were excessive with him. It's like he didn't want to kill him. Like no one wanted to fucking kill him. But you get all riled up in the moment, you know? Yeah, and genuine psychos. Well, I mean, yeah, we all know what that's like. We all get riled up and throw people off buildings. Yeah, it's, man, just, it's just a Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, and that line's a little, it's a little thrown away. Like, I don't give a fuck about Dignum. Like, I think Dignum is crazy enough to go after. I'm just surprised he doesn't. <laughs> Whiff of my ass. And ultimately, he doesn't have to because you're your darling little boy, Kali, that you groomed from nine years old is about to whack you out. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> why is this all included like what yeah movies two and a half hours you want to make it you know 220 that's probably a lot of the stuff you hone in on and just don't include but hey this one best editing rightfully so i love it i love the editing in this movie jack single-handedly would just show up to the edits and just be like nah leave it include <laughs> include Thelma, darling i told you i want that in there yeah, that's good marty what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> you said you wanted me in this movie. I'm going to be in the movie. <laughs> so now they have their tender moment. I wonder if she knows that he's daddy. Yet. What do you think? Who's the father of that child? Oh, come on. It's Leo. Thank you. I, that to me is like not. Yeah, even up one for shot, one kill. We I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've never heard of. Uh, Veer's never been bragging about. Making sweet love to old Collie there, even though Collie, you know, says it's working overtime. Overtime. <laughs> Seems like he's kind of making up for something. Yes. No cars in this movie. No one really driving cars, not much. Wonder what kind of car Colin drives. No, I guess we see him driving a cruiser. Wondered if he was like, you know, trying to make up for something and elsewhere. It's definitely <laughs> what he's doing with the apartment, with all the fancy equipment. Ay, ay, ay. Who did we miss for actors? Ray Winstone, I was a huge fan oh, of his yeah. coming off of Sexy Beast, which was 2001. Yeah. So I loved him, and I loved him in this. I think it's always good to see Ray. I love that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, uh, this is so interesting because you couldn't do this now. Even the, the really exaggerated sound effects of the opening and closing of the phone. Mm -hmm. We don't do that anymore, you know. They're all just flat and smart. And this is a great uh, sped up shot. Like, Look at him just drinking wine, red wine from the bottle. Got his pills on the table. He's a fucking basket case. <laughs> Look at him. 
So yeah, this is he's aware that it's probably I I don't know. It's just always interesting to me that it doesn't appear that Leo ever suspects Damon until he sees that envelope, the citizen's yep. envelope. He doesn't suspect him. It's like part of me would kind of be like, hmm. Everyone's maybe the guy as, calling me from the dead man's phone is the guy I should be worried about. I, I don't know. Everyone's as dumb as everyone else's in this. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I still we still enjoy the movie, but there's that is one thing I think that makes it fun to rewatch and fun to do like a commentary on because. A perfect movie, like an A plus movie, I don't think I don't know. Actually, I probably would give this an A plus. I'm not even kidding. But, you know, like a classic movie, I don't know if it's going to be as good to do like commentaries for. It's kind of fun to be poking a little fun at it. Because you and I both, we love Scorsese. We love everyone involved in the movie. So we're, our poking of fun is coming from a place of love, you know? Oh, unquestionably. Well, some people may question that. Uh, Look at this shitty apartment, too, you know? He doesn't even have furniture. What's his bed look like? It's like an air mattress. Wallpaper, this movie's fantastic. Look at that. I love that. Sped up. Yeah. So good. Very um, French New Wave trick there. And I love the choice he makes, just Mr. Mr. Authority. Captain America here. What a country. That was a great line yep, that I missed. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Uh, also showing the effects of violence, that um, little kiss that Wahlberg gave him, that it, which was a gr- well-thrown punch. You see that on his face, which I like. So... We're, they are also blatantly asking us to believe that Mark, that Leonardo DiCaprio does not have Mark Wahlberg's contact information. Yeah. He has no way to get in touch with him, which, which also indicates that Wahlberg like genuinely did not give a shit about him. Oh, yeah. Because he knows that William Costigan is still out there on the street. It, wh- why, do, why isn't Wahlberg showing up with a bottle of Jack, a 12-pack of Bud Light, a few packs of cigarettes and going, I don't like you. I never have. But... Uh, who is it we can we can figure it out oh it's colin okay cool let's go fucking kill him together so what is the what is dignam doing now here's our ride we made it two hours and it didn't (laughs) we're recording this in a in a hotel in los angeles and it is uh on a popular street corner so this is one shot folks we're doing this right in one setting we're not taking breaks so yeah if you're hearing fire trucks or anything going by that's why i think we're doing great i think well Timothy. Okay, so he fire. worked for the city of Boston, and we know that Damon and DiCaprio involved in this with the states because Damon says I'm a state police detective. So different agencies, that is believable that they would not communicate. Agencies infamously are bad at communicating with each other. That's kind of why 9-11 happened, because the CIA and FBI didn't talk to each other. Whoa, I'm getting here we go. We're deep, we're deep in now. Let's do conspiracy Man. theories. No, but so I guess I do believe he was a cop, but fuck, I mean, he knew Queenan was a captain of a different agency, and it's just crazy to me that he wouldn't do anything to prevent that. Oh, well. <laughs> the reality TV line, is that Jack or is that in the script? Oh, I don't that's know. Jack. And the way he, yeah, it is, it has to be because the it actor laughs. Be. Or no, I guess he laughs before. He has Mosh. fun with Mosh. the most angry we see him get and he's also implying that reality tv is funny well 
Some people think it's funny to watch and laugh at it, not with it. That's true. I don't know. I don't think Frank Costello is watching a lot of reality TV at night, though. You know, I don't know if he's watching. He's too busy going to the opera yeah. with his two uh, women of the night and not remembering it because he's turning himself numb. So now we're really now we're cruising. We got about a half hour left, and this is a fast, fast half hour. See Jack completely falling off the rails. And now to Damon's credit, I absolutely love that he makes the decision. Oh, like, you I'm, can see it. Great needle drop yep. there. He's fucking... He does it right here. All That's right. it. Boom. Decision's yeah, made. Yeah, he takes, he takes like a little bit of a beat, and he's like, fuck, I know how to... I can win it. I know yep. how to do yep. this. And yep. it's to blow everything out of the water. There's one thing he had, he had left to do is to try. is like, Frank, Frank, Frank. All right. You're not going to be subtle from now on. Yeah. Even Damon thinks he went too far in killing Queen. And like, that's way too far. That's, oh my God, that's nuts. Now he's, yeah, getting a little, yep. he's too You have him, you give him he's, to me. He's got that strut. <laughs> yep. We can take this prick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Watch how the camera crashes him as he's delivering his last bit and ends on ends prick tonight. Boom. Zoom, zoom. Pan. Oh, that's great. It's just... Uh. And that's actually like a tricky, you know, just blocking movement. Oh, incredibly difficult. To zoom and pan the, your camera at the same time, whether you're moving it or it's on a tripod and you're panning it, is incredibly difficult. And the actor can't really slow down for nope. it either. Nope. So you, he's got to like hit that spot right in that little window without the blinds hitting him. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're about to come up to one hell of an action scene here incredibly well staged one of a great scorsese set piece yeah this is it's it's probably gotta be the best sequence action sequence of the movie is this yeah because i mean think about like goodfellas like action sequence most people in goodfellas talk about the long shot walking into the copacabana you know you talk about it definitely has memorable like you know that's so cool yeah exactly like the staging of this it's a real full out action sequence and it is cut to ever-loving perfection. The way she is freezing it when the shotgun's going in the air and cutting back to it. The sound. When Ray Winstone gets hit, it's so like oh. loud and boom. And the way everyone's playing it. And I love that it's contained. I love a contained set piece like this. Like, I get, okay, I get where we are. We're like, you know, under some damn bridge somewhere. It's like storage units. I Like, I... I get it's like a small, compact space. You believe that the cops would be able to box them in. Damon gets his hero shot with like the light behind him. I love when it's all said and done. He's like, I got him. <laughs> yeah, I got him. Takes all the credit. Gets a fucking applause. All right, so here we go. And that was Leo's uh, choice right there. He's just, he's just hightailing it. Yeah, he knows it's, he knows it's all coming down. And he, I think he was even trying to be like, this isn't a good idea, Frank. Yeah, like, this yep. is all going to go bad. So we already saw Martin Sheen go. And the interesting thing about that is that means it's not the lead, certainly, but it means that a lot of people aren't safe. And by the end of this scene, it's going to be extremely clear that, no, that's a great hero yeah. shot. Hero shot for the antagonist. Oof. Oh, yeah. brutal. Uh, Winstone's death is so believable. Fuck Look at the editing of this. It's so crisp. Jack barely getting away. Oh, those freeze frames. 
when you're following all the action too, it's really important to yeah. actually just know what's actually happening. And we're just seeing people like get taken down, down. I remember thinking like, right, oh God, Dutch angle for the suicide. Boom. I don't even think you, I think that was all sound. I think he probably just tilted his head back. Yeah, I don't think we yeah. saw like a squib get thrown out. Yeah. It's directly from Infernal Affairs as well, hearing the phone and coming up from, from elsewhere. From uh, elsewhere. Look at that fucking shirt. This is how he has to go. It just says Irish. This looks like a dude, like an old dude, like he's got out of like a movie or something. You know, it's <laughs> something like going home. It's something I always think about. Like not always, but it's, it's one of my more morbid thoughts is like, have you ever thought about like what you're going to be wearing when you die? I have never once thought about like, that. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I'm no stranger to thinking about, you know, going down dark roads, but I never think about what I'm going to wear. Like, yeah. Like, do you think I put it this wearing... way? I hope I'm wearing clothes. How about that? Do you think you'll be, be wearing good? shoes? probably yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be like premature and bad you know it's gonna be like a bus or something i don't know <laughs> it's gonna be a bus. i don't think i'm no i'm just fucking around <laughs> he plays it so believably with it just shooting out of his mouth blood uh see i don't know because he's been making these tapes giving them to his lawyer he's like him to leo Also, nice little dig here. All that, you know, no sons. All that. Yeah, all that fucking no <laughs> I sons. It's trying, trying to spare us from that line. Spare it. Oh, it's coming, baby. Also, maybe a little. I mean, Jack has like two or three shots on him. Very close range. Mm -hmm. Thought, right there. Like, couldn't oh. have hit him. I don't know, man. Well, I think he just got excited. Yeah, he did. He it was a little there. too. He shot, I, you know, maybe yeah. the pain kind of got when he's Fair like, oh, point. shit, I, I hurt. See, now you got answers for everything. See, but yeah. He's that, not that, gone that. yet. How many more times did he hit him? He does like Rat three prick. or four. One, two, three, four, five, six. Jesus. Oh, yeah, he, he got him. I got him. There he is. I the, got him. The, the Jesus pose. Yeah, well, of course. The Messiah fallen. He's going to give the, the Jesus pose to Jack's character in this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is this really his ringtone? <laughs> what is it again? I don't know. This is something very patriotic. Yeah. I, it might be something. I don't know. Oh, it could be an opera. An so, opera yeah. or like something with Boston. I think I've heard that somewhere. Okay. So her name's Gwen. That's not the girl's name from the beginning. But, I don't know, they kind of look alike. I don't know. Also, like, a lot of emphasis on Gwen, just, like, throwaway scenes with her. Why? Like, are we supposed to care about her? Do you? No. I don't know who that performer is. I, I'm, not, I'm not being critical of her at all. Like, she's, she's like a Boston lady, like, going for it. I, yeah. I get her role in it, but, but interesting it that it just kept cutting to her. I wonder if she, like, knew Jack and was a friend of Jack. I don't know. Can't bring me a cup of coffee. What a celebration. I love that. So serious. So genuine. Thanks, Darlene. Thanks, Darlene. <laughs> like, where did he, did he just run? <laughs> to get oh, back? yeah. That's actually, it's a really good point. So he like warns Jack. And yeah, I guess he just what took off. And yeah, he just, he just ran out of the like, thing. He's like, I'm going back to headquarters. Fuck it. <laughs> Oh, 
Long time. So, Damon was aware that Costigan was like a new guy to Costello. And right here, there's no... Nothing playing over his face like, fuck, it was him. Damn it. No, like... Well, you really, didn't have Bill, any... you couldn't have fucking investigated that one a little farther. Like, didn't you know? Or really, Colin? Like, there's no none of him, like, be, having have some revelation. Name, though. Didn't he? Didn't they have him up on that wall? But he said, like, this is William Costigan, the oh, new guy. They and they'd be his... able to. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because here, this is him figuring it out. Now yeah. he knows who Queenan's mole is. But DiCaprio still clearly doesn't. He doesn't put it together until the envelope. I love that. He's, he's actually asking for her. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like, almost as like a boyfriend. Right. Like, oh, right. Man. How's that going? Court audit shrink. Mm-hmm. Make a rest. Still only worried about himself. Like, did he give you anything? Like, they didn't say anything to you? Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. He's again, he's making that accent thicker, more nasally. And also, like, why does he seem so, like, like, you didn't know the mole was William Costigan, so why are you so surprised that his password is his name? Like, you didn't know. It's not like, I know it's that motherfucker. I just don't know his password. It's just so funny to me that he makes such a big deal about it. He sells it beautifully. He does. His he computer's does. all bluey. Yeah. <laughs> Friggin', that's such a... It just sounds so Boston. Trooper. So here's the, uh, the famed Hitchcock MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Where you're putting a lot of importance on an object just to have it call back and have some, you know, character reveal when like the object itself doesn't really matter. It's not like there's anything of importance within that. It's just the thing that's been following us around for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. Hitchcock really popularized that big forwarding plot device that's Very. kind of just used through an object. Yeah. Love a good MacGuffin. Yeah. And that would be very like, I think he sells There's that, jump cut thing i was talking about where you're just focused on something and thelma will boom go and punch in a little tighter to it he plays it very well like he gets all the shock we should talk about the x motif maybe there's an x above him signaling that the dangerous head is his way there's tons, tons of, X's of x's in the movie when when someone's typically about to die there are x's around you know martin sheen gets thrown there's x's yep I, we haven't mentioned them along the way because it's something that, you know, there's a lot of YouTube videos about it and stuff, but it is something that is cool because, you know, everyone puts some thought into it. Right when, uh, right before when uh, the big action scene started, Damon had a phone call and in the back right corner, yeah. big X in the lighting. Right, right. But that was not something I noticed the first time, like at all. That was something that I maybe even noticed. I don't even know if I even noticed that on my own, or at least not for several view- several viewings. Uh oh! Like goddamn, why? Why didn't I just hide that better? So now he's putting together. I love that. I love when people have to put things together. Like, yep. So what does this mean? What do you think this means? He, his files gone now. So does that mean that literally, 
the only person who ever knew he was a cop is Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon now? Like, is that what do you think that means? The importance of that being erased? Well, I don't know if you can really delete that. I don't think you can. Like, I don't think <laughs> I you mean, can just delete. It's, it's going to be saved somewhere, somewhere like, else. Yeah. Like, this isn't Skynet. Right. <laughs> I erased your file. But he uses that. That's his only ammunition on that roof. Yeah. I erased your file. And it's like, and Leo doesn't really care. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm still arresting you. So I yes, always wondered the kind of the importance of that. I also love when he sees her there. He goes, I'm not here for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> also, keep in mind, here's another thing. She's at Matt, he is at Matt Damon's place right now. Yep. She lives with Damon. Does Leo know that she's dating Damon? Uh, I think Damon puts it together at his funeral that maybe that was the court-ordered shrink. I don't think Damon has any idea about an affair or that, that, kid, that the kid I, I is not his. I don't think he ever kind of puts that together. No, that no, she's no. Been... But I don't think Leo knows he... Like, what if Colin Sullivan gets off the fucking elevator right now? That'd be hilarious. In the hallway, and they just both pull out their guns and start, like, shooting or something. Like It turns into, like, face-off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That'd be, like, hilarious. But I always got a kick out of that that, oh, he's in his... He is right outside of his apartment. Yeah, like, he's right Damon outside could his door. Be, be home. We don't know. So does... Is she aware or of Or maybe this her... is the therapy office. Maybe that's what this because she's now in her office. Oh, fuck. Did I just go down a rabbit hole there and get that yes. right? Yes. All right, good job. Yes. Oh. Uh. Well, I don't know. Uh. Look, she's in the house right now. All right, now I'm, she's in the house. I'll go back and rewatch that because the wallpaper looks very similar to the end scene when Damon comes back with his groceries and the dog is there. Something the hallways look the same. That's something I'm going to do a um, deep dive a, wall, Like wallpaper. a save. Not a fucking wallpaper. <laughs> deep I'm going to do something at the end where anything that we, you know, Messed up, and if there's any corrections, I'll go and correct Oh, we correct didn't mess them. up anything. This is a flawless piece of factual oh, we're just doing our best. She doesn't even really seem... She's like... She, to me, is playing this, like, I wonder if I can convincingly get away with this and convince him that it's his kid. That's how she seems to be playing it with me. She's not even excited to, like... Th I mean, I think she knows it's not his kid, so she's... I don't know. So they have had sex. They, oh, they, come on. They've I been mean, together forever. They definitely <laughs> had sex. They, he just made it a point to show us that there has been at least one time when he could not. And just the fact that you showed us that once and you don't show it for anyone else, like, that means something. But then she's he, so confused. Well, she's yes, so confused. She's very confused. But here is my question. Okay. Okay, I think I'm wrong. I don't think he could have dropped off the stuff at the apartment because he clearly knows where Damon lives. So he can he doesn't know that she lives there. Okay, so that couldn't have been at the apartment that was at her office. You're right. Oh, okay, that feels good. Okay, good. so that's well, that's good to kind of figure that out. But so when she listens to this, does, does this woman have any idea who Frank Costello is? Like, is she? I would have is to it say in the no. news. Okay, so like. What does she think she's listening to here? Because she gets furious. She locks herself in a room. I thought I was a goddamn liar. What is she mad about here? Who the fuck does she think he's talking to? She knows that Bill, that William sent this to him. So she knows that. I, I think she's just hearing a different side of A Damon different side of the, him. And the liar thing. But to me, Damon, like, trying to save it, I actually believe him being like, didn't we talk about this? There are things I can't tell you. Why are you so mad about this? This is my job. 
it doesn't have a direct like correlation to what is actually happened. Yeah, I wonder what like her as Veer, like what her decision is, what her choice is here. Why is she mad? He to me, I think pl- plays this beautifully. Like, what what's the big deal? You don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Maybe that like it's like, or or maybe I'm way off base here and. The head mob boss of Boston was slain yesterday by her boyfriend, and she's aware of that because it's in newspapers and all that shit. I don't know. I feel bad for fucking up the office thing. That was stupid. <laughs> fucking dumb. Of course, like, how the fuck would Leo, if, if Leo knows his address, he would know he'd be able to put it together. That was stupid. fucking dumb. I did so well, too. Uh, That's the only, you know slur of that fashion it's only said toward him which is kind of another way of ramming home that maybe repressed homosexuality within colin sullivan maybe oh he's repressed and he's got a lot going on he's irish would go the rest of his life not yeah. talking about it yep and i mean he could break the door down he just doesn't no, he's that's not a little self-control good punch though i've just always wondered like I wonder what she is fully mad about. Like, she didn't know that he dealt with criminals of that level, or has she really put it all together? Well, I don't think she's put it all together. I think she feels how she feels with Leo. She doesn't know how she feels about her station in life. And now the guy that she's just kind of given evidence to that this is your kid, she now just knows in some form or fashion is a liar. He is a liar in some... Yeah. It's a great scene with them, because they haven't been on screen together now this is it it's just this hands oh, oh the right triple the punch off. of shut the fuck up with the pistol whip punch is are brutal with him handcuffed Ugh. <laughs> oh he's so great bill You erase me? Yeah, so I wonder what that means. The severity of that. <laughs> Bagpipe and bullshit. Which is exactly what he's about to get. Yep. Ah, uh, triple punch. Ooh, God, that hurts. That hurts bad. So, not I'm, I'm not calling this a fault of the movie. I'm just saying, like, he was able to get in touch with Sergeant Brown here, who he went to the academy with. Okay. He was not hey, able to get. In, he was not able to get in touch with Dignan, and he called him specifically. This because the only one he had. Yeah. I love the way his voice cracks, Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> So do you think it was his I do you think he brought James Badgedale with him or do you think Badgedale was kind of following along? No, Badgedale's had his eye on all of this the whole time. But I'm saying does Anthony Anderson did he invite was he like all right stay down here in the basement I'm no. going to bring him down. Okay. Cuz so cuz he sees him he's cuz he, when he sees him he looks kind of well no he he I think he just caps him right away. Yeah. I don't think yeah. But hey, here we come. We're coming up on again genuinely one of the biggest shocks 
oh yeah i've ever had in a movie yep. and i i mean people men and women gasped screamed yeah and people you almost couldn't piece together all those because we get we lose so many people we get like anthony anderson yeah. gunshot. you couldn't really figure out x right there you couldn't figure out why it was happening because people were like talking like wait is he really dead yeah what the fuck and they show it in a way that's so definitive just like the it's very godfather you know the mist coming out of his head yep. very um Solosky. i'm gonna speak to mike in italian now i love that yeah, it's such, he's so defeated oh he's done Ugh. Here it is. What a fucking reveal. Boom. God. And his shock. So Dude. you are positing that Badgedale's there in secret on his own accord. He did not confer with Anthony Anderson. I do not think he conferred with Anthony Anderson. Or right. if he did, he knew he was going to be there anyways, and he just kind of went along for yeah. the ride. He's like, I'll be down here. That's, that, that is another way he could have played it. Like, I'll be down here. I'll get them when they come down. Yep. Because he doesn't look surprised to me to see Badge Dale. He's kind of like, well, fuck, that turned out unfortunately. God damn it. Boom. Ugh. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. A lot of people have credibility issues with this. I've actually never had a problem with it. I kind of believe that Costello could have another one inside. But my question to you earlier was, does Badge Dale, is he aware? Does he know that Damon is... One mole, because Damon clearly doesn't know he's a mole. Yeah, you know, Damon doesn't know he is, but I think Badgedale is aware. That's crazy. That's giving him so much power. Yeah. Oh, God, this is like... But that was a dumb move. You shouldn't have done that. Mm-mm. And then another big shocker. Like, those are three boom, boom, boom. Three insanely shocking deaths. And then it does the crazy thing, the taxi driver thing. And it immortal. You think he's going to, like throw all these people under the bus but instead he immortalizes bill and he yeah. still says i'm recommending him for the you know the- want to go on record i'm recommending william costigan for the medal of merit very good and i love that and he put he basically puts all of the blame on berrigan which is james badgedale yeah poor brown he was expired but departed it really looks like he took some hits to the face shut the fuck up here it is Uh, they make a note. Uh, yeah, great. no, it's like, and he's oh, like, he's like, right, come on, right. you gotta. There's a lot playing out here too of him, Damon, seeing you know they're there for Costigan's funeral, and then Vera Farminga's really busted up. So he is he smart enough to kind of put that together again? He's never put together the kid thing. He's no. he's not smart enough for that. But oh wow, she could have known him. Baldwin's really doing, he's hamming up his expression. Very tight. I mean, it is lips. strange that, like, she would be crying. Maybe you kind of put it together a little bit here, like, what are you uh, so upset for? Yeah, even if this was your patient, like, is this? Yeah, it's like, hmm. And has he wondered, like, did he see the envelope that William Costigan, you know, addressed it to Colin? So, I don't know. I've always wondered, was anyone, any three of them ever able to figure out each of their roles in their love triangle here. It doesn't no. seem like it. No. I believe that. Bullets are landing somewhere. No, dude, they're blanks. What? 
21 gun salute is blanks. You don't fucking fire bullets into the air. Really? You there's fire... a blank? Yes. Oh, shit. I've been to a few. They're as loud as bullets, believe me. They're loud as shit. It's fucking terrifying. But no, they don't fire bullets into the air. <laughs> this is a direct ode to the Thin Man. Third Man, my mistake. One of the uh, great all-time film noirs. Orson Welles. They have a long shot that ends that film. Very similar to this, where the female lead ignores the main character and walks into focus and then out so that's a great um it's also some like i I heard he used the music in that film as an inspiration because there's like a really heavy use of sitars all right so that is not the same wallpaper i was incorrect that would have been a really fucking big deal if he showed up at oh look at the x's on the ground love that dog dog hates him him. or the owner hates him yeah all right, so here we are. The information has made it back to Dignan, to Mark Wahlberg here, <laughs> who's clearly just, like, so fucking done with being a cop. He doesn't even give a shit. He just wants his man. And he's, you know, this is probably the most believable kill in the movie. It just looks, he looks like a professional fucking hitman. Oh, yeah. We'll get your words in about this now, because we know the final shot of the film. Probably the most argumented in the, debated in the movie. I love that. Acceptance. Doesn't yep. even, doesn't even close the fucking door. Boom. So that's it. Didn't didn't he? That dude cared so little about William Costigan that he like yep. just ignored it. Just maybe ignored he was on it. vacation. Maybe he took a vacation. He just got back into town. That's probably exactly what he He's did. He's like, God damn it. He's like two weeks with I, pay. Good. Yeah, two weeks. With pay. Go on you vacation. know what? You're right. You're right. Maybe I gotta bring. I gotta bring that one back. Yeah. Then went. He got some sun. Work out. It's what he. It's what that character would have done. You hate this, right? I don't hate the rat. I don't give a shit. I honestly don't care. I'm I like, know a lot of people did. A, a lot of people did. My thought on the rat, here's my thought. If you have made it, we are two hours and 25 minutes in. If you have made it this far in the movie and that is your biggest fault in the movie, then you have just watched a masterpiece. <laughs> That's the only issue you have with the movie. Come on. The only issue that I even remotely have with the rat is like, I think that building's probably a little bit too nice to have rats. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm sort of a fan of that on the nose stuff. You know, I never minded it. I, I, I don't I was either. Like, Who cares? Why not? Don't... What else are you going to do? Just have it just be the beacon? Show the rat. Give him the rat. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, man. We made it. We didn't pause. Ooh. We didn't stop. We're, I mean, we're going to see it here through the credits, but that was fun. Hope it didn't get fun. You know, I I just want to end by saying that, well, first of all, if there's any maniac that's like actually listening to this, whether you've listened, whether you listen to us like the whole time going along with the movie itself, or you're just like have us on and don't aren't watching the movie, but you're so familiar with the movie that you didn't need to watch it at the same time. Thank you. This was this yeah. is definitely gonna be our longest pod yet. But it was a lot of fun. And I okay. A plus to F. What letter grade do you sign The Departed? Ooh. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to give it after my whole entire... I'm going to round it out because of the way I felt about it when I was younger to my breakup with it, if you want to say, to now watching it now, having a little bit more fun with it. I'm going to give it a B minus. Really? Fuck, that's so low. I'm what still do you mean? A- that, that's actually pretty good. I think B mi- a B minus is like, that's, that's almost a- like half as bad as almost every movie, other movie you've seen. So this isn't even in like your top 10 Scorsese then. Because um, my top 10 I- Scorsese, they're all A's. I don't think I, maybe, uh, okay, uh, uh, ooh, that's a good question. Top 10 Scorsese. It, if, it, 
it might hit number 10. Wow. So, okay. So, well, then I definitely like this movie a lot more than you because I'd give it an A or an A+. Plus. Yeah, so B will, minus, you probably it, wouldn't yeah. even have picked it to win Best Picture. It, it would, it would, it would, it would hit probably a, a B maybe if I'm going to give a little bit more a B. But you still like recommend it. You still think it's a good movie. Do you think it deserved to win Best Picture? No, I don't. See, I mean, I think everyone kind of wished he would have won for something earlier else. for yeah. Raging Bull for Goodfellas. This was the first thing he won for and the only thing he's won for. It's yeah. the only Scorsese movie to win Best Picture. I think he was very surprised by that. Honestly, I don't, I don't think they, anyone involved thought this was going to be as popular as it was. He really wanted to win for Gangs of New York or The Aviator. Those were his yep. decades-long passion projects, and it's empty-handed. I mean, Gangs of New York, I think, was totally empty-handed. Aviator won like cinematography, won a few things, uh, supporting actress, but shit, man. I'm, and then he just, you know, comes back two years later and here it is. Wins for yeah. the departed and hasn't won since, which is crazy. And that's the thing, because like if you would have asked me in 2006, I was all in. Yeah, like, most everyone yeah. was like people were high from this movie. It had a lot of sugar high. That's how it was able to win stuff. Yep. And it was so entertaining and people were going back. And I don't think people were looking at it as harshly as we did during this commentary and like doing those criticizing, you know, criticizing it as intensely. But yeah, it's. It is imperfect. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a B. You're allowed to give it whatever grade you want. And it's like, that's why we wanted to do this, because it's not perfect. To me, like, there, obviously, I spent some time pointing out some flaws, some things that didn't really add up. It was kind of cool that I was able to work one out for myself. But this, uh, I don't think, this isn't going to make my top five Scorsese, but I have seen this movie so many times. Whether it's like I've, I put it on the whole thing or it's just like on... I think it's immensely rewatchable for that reason, because you can have a little fun with it. You can laugh. You can kind of be like, oh, okay, that, this part's a little silly. Like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I love The Irishman, but I think it's more rewatchable than that. You know, it's not more rewatchable than Goodfellas or, or Casino, maybe not even Wolf of Wall Street, but it is a very immensely entertaining and rewatchable movie. I think I, I, I had a lot of fun watching it with you. I would wonder how I would feel about watching it again by myself, feeling like how I might how I feel about it. Well, when we do something like when you're watching a movie and talking about it the whole time, I, I don't know the next time I'm going to feel compelled to rewatch it, you know, because <laughs> we might. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's still like uh, this is I've probably seen this movie all the way through at least upwards of 20 times. And I have never been bored. I wasn't bored here. There's very little like lags in the conversation. So that was I don't know. That was cool. Thinking about what to do next will be tricky because I don't think I want it to be like a total like I don't think 2001 A Space Odyssey is going to be as interesting. It's like a perfect movie, but I don't know if I think the movie should have some maybe they, they, it shouldn't be perfect. I don't necessarily think the movie should be perfect that we do commentaries for it. Well, then, you know, we could always throw it out to the Twitter universe. Yeah. And just well, kind of be like, if so you many. guys, if you guys enjoyed this, if you've got a movie that you would like to hear us do. We can uh, put that in the old... Uh... Yeah, we can definitely always, as always, send us recommendations anytime about, hey, this one, I don't know, maybe something that we're not even thinking of, but we arrived at this one pretty quickly. You had this idea, and I was like, yeah, that's the one. I was a little nervous it was two and a half hours, but it still worked out, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. This was great. <laughs> it was a really good time. It's a well-made movie. I'm glad we could give love to some of the smaller aspects of it. Love I okay, so who who's like the hero of the movie? Rewatchables does who won the movie? I think this movie 
is largely credited to the great Thelma Schoonmaker. I yeah, don't think the movie she, works without her 100%, editing hand in it all over it. That, that is 100% the hero of this movie. Also interesting that he made Bringing Up the Dead in 99, oh. Gangs New York in 02, big movie, Aviator, big movie in 04, Departed, $90 million movie in 2006, and then he takes four years off and makes Shutter Island, which is like a very deliberate B-movie escape thriller thing. But all right, we made it to the end. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Overtime. Overtime. As always, thank you for listening and happy watching. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostal.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. Send us mailbag questions at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. In honor of Michael Mann's new HBO show, Tokyo Vice, next time we're going to dedicate an entire episode to the definitive Michael Mann film, Heat. Stay tuned.